Yes, hi, hello, welcome to Gooncast. Fuck you. We watched Irish Island. <laughs> Context, oh that, that's a wild cold open. I also, I love it. Oh, oh for those tuning in, um, the previous, like, five minutes before the lead-up into this, the, the count-in to this episode was James speaking almost exclusively through soundboards. Yeah, he turned so, into Bumblebee from the Transformers. Yeah, to suddenly hear his voice and then uh super, you know, like his 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 usual greeting followed by fuck you, we're watching Irish Island. Uh you were in for a treat here, folks. So I am Cat, aka the Attack Cat on Twitch, uh dialogue designer by day, horror writer slash artist slash uh, let's, let's be real, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 enthusiast by night. <laughs> <laughs> We're branching out our career path here. We are multi-classing. Yep, yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> and Just it is once go again. Go talk to Withers. <laughs> it is once again your boy Lee Alder. They call me the Valley Jester. Uh, by day I study addiction, and, uh, by night I give in to my addiction to synthcore breakdowns, anime titties, and garbage video game movies. What's going on, everybody? Nice. Oh, I like the new intro. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we we threw it out there. We'll see if it sticks. We'll yeah, see if it sticks. Yeah. It's so it's, yeah. Let's talk about the Irish. <laughs> Let well, me tell you what I really think. It's it's been a hot minute, so this episode's gonna be kind of weird because we're gonna we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about a movie that we watched, a, a very Irish movie, very <laughs> Irish movie. <laughs> and that's not the Banshees of an issue, right? <laughs> yeah, that's not Banshees. <laughs> Or written by Martin. I mean, maybe he consulted on it. We don't know. We don't know. Um, but yeah, and then we're gonna do two months of Captain. Yeah, last last yeah, episode so. was uh, Scream and Evil Dead Rise, end of June. Ooh, oh shit. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, sorry for the wait there. Yeah, folks. my house burned down. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah. let's let's address the elephant in the room. Yeah. Uh, I did. My house burned down. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, so we've we've you know. It since... was also a Banshees of Inisherin reference. Yeah, it was, it was. So yeah, since since Saber is our 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 head goon and our recording artist and all that stuff, we kind of were just like, you know what? Let's let's take some time. Yeah, let's chill. For yeah, a bit. Gonna, I lived out of ho- yeah, out of a hotel for a month with Fisher Price Internet, and now I'm living in a mm-hmm. rental. And I'm slowly getting mm-hmm. back to 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 back to my stuff. Yeah, yeah. The back to ghoul is in sw- full yeah. swing, basically. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, no- normalcy returns. Yeah, and not wild. to stray, not to stray too far from the clown fiesta that we are here on the Gooncast, but uh, an honest and sincere thank you to everybody in our our network and among our our friends and fan base who donated and helped uh mm-hmm. helped saber get through this situation because it was a really trying yeah time. it was so if you yeah. were if you're one of the people out there who even just gave your your love and support you know yeah that way just thank you so yeah, much no, it for, was, for yeah. it was, uh, through this. it was a trying and and very stressful time and it's still very trying and still very stressful uh yeah but hey oh we know saber's okay because he can fuck all him. of that exactly we're here to talk about <laughs> Redditors taking over Alcatraz with nanomachines. 
Yeah, and, Baldur's and, Gate 3. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, a pretty far departure from early access, I think. But, you know, I think they made it work, because, yeah, anyway. Yeah, so we, you know, we here at the Goon Squad, we're very big Resident Evil fans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that includes good and bad, and mm-hmm. sometimes pretty far in the middle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, so we watched we watched one of the CG movies that just came out, uh, called called D- 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 Death yes, Island, Death Dead Island. Island, something like that. Yeah. Death Island. Yeah. Dead Island is the anyway. shitty, shitty open world survival horror game. Yeah, that's what I I thought they wouldn't name it that, but I was also like, Death Island doesn't make a whole lot more sense, <laughs> but. There were so there many go. good titles there. It takes place on Alcatraz. Mm-hmm. You could have called uh-huh. it Resident Evil Lockdown. Yeah. Oh. Like, Ooh. come on. Ooh. Do something. Yeah. Low hanging fruit. Resident Evil Prison. Resident break. Evil. Uh, Resident sure. Evil. Resident Evil Dinosaur Morality. <laughs> Resident Evil Dinosaur I mean, morality. yeah. Let's let's get into that. <laughs> Uh, basically, the, basically the theme. So, just <laughs> for, for context real quick, we watched this movie about two weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. when we decided to, to sit down to record it today, I, I had realized that I had completely forgotten about, like, almost everything what? that happened in the movie. Outside of, like, one thing uh-huh. where I jokingly called a plot twist. And um, yes. was mad about it. So, mm-hmm. we decided to kind of do a throwback to when we watched the erased live action movie where we watched the erased movie and then almost immediately we recorded our erased episode. So basically we're now like, I don't know, like an hour or hour and a half after watching it a second time. And um, most of it has already left my brain again. Yes. It was hilarious because literally like, you know, we were we were confirming times for this podcast, and then James was like, "Yeah, you know what? I think I'm gonna grab the movie again and rewatch it because I really don't remember anything." And then I think, like one at a time, both of us chimed yeah. in, being like, "Hey, can we join you on that?" Yeah, can I, I get also in on don't that? remember. Like, I'm 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 already forgetting what happened in the movie. Yeah. I wrote notes, and I already am forgetting. Like, like the most I, I guess, like before we super dive into it, like my overall thoughts is it's it's very mid. It's very forgettable. Yes. It ha- it's dumb. It's mildly entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's better than Infinite yeah. Darkness, which is just boring. It is better than Infinite Darkness. Yeah. Well, Infinite Darkness also had the sin of like having a really fucking dope, like really dope, promising opening, and then yeah, completely kind of like just shitting the bed with like just being mediocre after just, that just being yeah. really which, boring which makes it worse yeah, yeah which makes kind, it worse you know kind of like death island how it opened yeah. with a really promising intro and then oh, well yeah. at, at least death island has <laughs> Actually, yeah. it has this that same problem but the key difference between death island and and uh infinite darkness is this does dive into really stupid schlocky action sequences that that yes. i can just turn my tune my brain off and and just like mildly enjoy fun. they're fun yeah uh, yeah I yeah, I think my yeah. Do we want to do we want to give any context for the the Irish? No, no, absolutely not. Okay, all right. Just cool. ladies and gentlemen, know that we uh, we don't have a racist or bigoted bone in our body, but we're gonna no. be shit talking the Irish because Chris Irish. Redfield hates the Irish. That's all you need to know. Because yes. Chris Redfield, yes. boy, does he hate the Irish? Yes, yes. 
you might be thinking for more huh? reason. <laughs> <laughs> and uh we're just gonna move on from yeah. that keep your thoughts to yourself yeah. god damn it eyes on your yeah. paper um <laughs> so how how far removed is this one in release date from the film before it which i believe Vendetta is came out in 2017 according to wikipedia okay oh jesus okay so six year wait, gap wait and yet and yet they're like here's here's one of the villains from that yes. movie returning yes. and with no and they literally i mean guys like she appears and is like really mad at leon and is like we don't even him. get that, that they don't... she's mad at leon until her final fight no. scene no exactly like we we literally she doesn't she we don't have any sort of like oh, this is this character from before. We don't have any, like, flashback to the previous movie showing, like, who the fuck she is. We have nothing. They just present her as if we're supposed to know who the fuck this is and be like, ah, yes, she's here for yeah, vengeance I, I, because Leon killed I her just dad. Assumed, we don't get I just assumed that she was a new... I just fight. assumed she was a new character for this movie who Me was the too. henchwoman of, of the big bad. And then at the end of the yeah. movie, they're like, oh, by the way, she's, she's from Vendetta. Or something, and and um, Leon killed her dad, and she's mad, mm-hmm. and she looks like Nina Williams from Tekken, and fights like <laughs> oh, a fighting yeah. game character, and it's which is funny mm-hmm. because when RE Five came out and they introduced the design for Brainwashed Jill, she looked like Nina Williams from yeah. Tekken. <laughs> I, I think they have a type. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's 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 very. Yeah, it's it's. I don't blame them at all. <laughs> yeah, so the, the like the crux of the movie is yeah, who, wants, uh, who wants to hit the plot of this? Piece yeah, of shit? Um, <laughs> it starts during the Raccoon City incident, and like some some Umbrella Special Forces agents are being sent in to like do something, clean stuff up. I, I don't fucking know. I don't fucking care. And then the same way all the and then it like it, cra- yeah. it like flash forwards a bit, and we see that like. Almost the entire squad has been bitten, and there's just two people, um, and they're getting orders to kill anybody who's been bitten. And they, uh, one of them is like, no, we can't. And the other one is like, yes, we can. And there's like a little kerfuffle, and like the zombies break out and like, like bite his buddy or whatever. And then we get flash forward to present day, which is, I think, like 2016? Uh, yeah, so in the grand Resident Evil chronology, this is post six, mm-hmm. but pre village, pre seven, yeah, as well. Okay. Yeah, hold on, yeah. this is seventeen yeah. years after after nineteen ninety eight. So Ethan Ethan Winters is a uh, sparkle in this is twenty fifteen. Some, <laughs> some Capcom creator's <laughs> eye, <laughs> a faceless sparkle. Okay, a faceless yeah. Sparkle, so this yes. is this is. With, with hands intact. This would be one year before... No, two... Yeah, one year after uh, Mia Winters disappears. Because I think she's been missing for oh. three years. Ah. Because okay. Resident Evil, Resident Evil oh. 7 takes place in 2017. Uh, wait, wait. So so he, like... His, his wife goes missing three years ago. Three years ago? And then he's like, oh, I got an email from her. I'm gonna go... Yeah, everybody her. thought she was dead. It was it was oh, the Silent okay. Hill two thing of gotcha. just like my wife is dead gotcha. and then Ethan oh, Ethan is okay. like no she can't be dead and like he's not holding up hope but he has no idea where she would huh. be but everybody's like dude your wife's dead and then he gets an okay that's pretty cool and I don't remember that being yeah. the start but um but I believe you and that's that Me. is cool 
and then I mean seven is yeah a good game, I, so. seven seven's great. I'm not seven's yeah. great. Eight. We're, we are, no, we already <laughs> talked about it. I'm the best. We already talked about Village. I don't want to talk about it again. <laughs> yeah, go, I'm the go best. back. Go back to that episode if you want to hear us talk about Resident Evil Village. Yeah, I'm yes. gonna go cuddle up with my Carl Heisen body um, pillow. You, you guys can. Yeah. So then, basically, it's now 2015, and um, there's a, I guess, a new strain of the T virus, but people are turning without being bitten, and they're like, "Oh my God, what could mm-hmm. it be?" And um, they're Getting getting hit by hypo 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 Yeah, we we eventually our heroes our our heroes eventually (laughs) come to the realization that everybody who had who was infected recently visited Alcatraz. So they Mm -hmm. decide to go investigate Alcatraz, and this turns out to be our big villain's base, who happens to be the dude who didn't want to kill his teammates back in in nineteen ninety eight in Raccoon City, Mm -hmm. Uh, and Mm -hmm. he has. Nano machines, nano machine drones which, like, that infect you with T virus. His the villain's origin is a pretty cool origin. Yes, how it relates to his motives, it fucking doesn't. Basically. His his motives make no sense because his whole his whole motivation no. is I had to kill my friends and teammates, therefore mm-hmm. I want to destroy the world. As opposed to yeah, like yeah. like as opposed and, to be like then, I, oh I want to get revenge on like some umbrella executives because they're the ones yeah, responsible yeah, for this. Exactly. No, it's just I want to kill everybody on the planet because I had to kill my best friend, and it's like, um, yeah, it's it's just kind of like w- wait why like so, can you yeah, like the, fucking yeah the the villain okay so who he looks like Kevin Bacon in a stop disrespecting yeah, Kevin Bacon he he. <laughs> Uh, the, the artist is the one disrespecting Kevin Bacon, <laughs> I assure you. He is the soldier who survived the flashback at the beginning of the movie where he didn't want to follow orders to kill his teammate, but had to, yada, yada, yada. And then mm-hmm. it turns into this, you know, uh, plan to, like, take down Wall Street and, like, the corporations making their pharmacy money. It was just like, like everything turned into a real estate Lex Luthor scheme. It's like, what oh, the God, what yes. is happening? Yes. Except for with nanomachines, which that inject yeah, you. Yeah, and and then his plan to like, destabilize all these corrupt companies is to like Thanos snap half of the world with the T virus. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, like the, but the 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 crux of the so basically like our heroes. Our heroes get to Alcatraz, and pretty much immediately, you know, the people on their tour boat start turning into zombies and attacking each other. Um, our heroes are, like, remarkably unscathed. And we were kind of like, like, because, and there's, there's still sort of a mystery as to how the virus is getting spread. Um, so we were like, because they, they're like, it's not spread by bites. And clearly, since, like, they're all fighting in the same area, like, it's not, it's not air or particles or whatever the fuck. Right. So we're sitting there going like, how are they not getting infected? And yeah, it turns out it's because it's nanomachines. But what does what still doesn't make sense is why the bad guy is not targeting our heroes. With oh, the well, he explained that later. It's because he wants to infect them and then have Jill kill them because he wants her to yes. feel like him. But why? Fuck you. What did 
What did Jill the, like, the why is like, fuck why did you? He specifically pick why did he specifically pick those people? Does he because have fuck you? There's a, there's a great there's a great Leon quip in the movie. The like one good line of the movie where uh the bad guy gets on the fucking like comms or like the fucking like intercom and mm -hmm. says you know something like oh well well if it isn't like you know like Jill Valentine and Leon Kennedy. And uh, Leon responds to me like, well, well, if it isn't whoever you whoever are, and it's just like, are. yeah, who is this guy? Why do you have beef with these people? And it's just like, is it because they also worked for, the, you know, the people who like it? But it's just like that. None of it. He has like, no like, real reason guy... to hate any of these characters, but they, they manufactured no. like, well, the BSAA and Terrasave don't do enough. And they're partially yeah. responsible because of vague like, bullshit reasons. But that, but then that's like that's a reason to like kill them, not to like, you know, make make them, you know, like to torture them. You know, it's just yeah. like this seems like a very specific. Like it makes sense when Wesker is going after Chris, right? Like even though, like you know, a lot of you know. Resident Evil 1, like, you know, doesn't have anything to do with that, there is still that animosity, and then it's built on in later games, yeah. where it makes sense, where he's like, I'm torturing this guy by, like, infecting people he loves, and doing a bunch of, like, other bullshit, yeah. right? Yeah. That's what you need. You need that level of, like, no, you get nothing. show me how this guy got no, screwed you, you over. Get, you get you nothing. Know? No like, matter, no <laughs> matter how like petty or outlandish Wesker's vendetta against Chris Wynn, it always felt tonally appropriate. Uh -huh. Even when like, you know, he he pours a glass of milk and it's chunky and he sees the date and it's two weeks out and he Chris <laughs> We still buy it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But but here it's just like they yeah, they had so like they even, had even, like a even really that awesome... shitty fucking what what's the her fucking the, the right hand she had more of mo a motivation yes. Yes. than our main villain yes and like yeah yeah and like we could like even though we had no idea who the fuck she was we were like okay like okay <laughs> clearly there's something here like clearly she has some reason to be mad at this guy like the dylan i think his name is dylan yeah dylan was like like you're like he doesn't have a specific reason to go after these people like and it, and if it's not specific, then it needs to feel not specific. It needs to feel that way, and instead they made it like feel so personal. And you're just like, you guys didn't do nearly enough of the setup to earn this payoff. No, and they yeah. were starting to scratch the surface of what could have been some really interesting character details for this guy, yes. like his his yes. whole backstory of like you know the company that he worked for and trusted made him do the most traumatic act of his life and kill his friend mm -hmm. which they they i gotta say they parallel really nicely with this this throwback they keep doing where when he killed his friend he was out of ammunition he just had to bludgeon the guy to death and now that he's older and crippled he's on a cane and his his ptsd manifests in tapping the cane with the same rhythm that he beat his friend to death with that's mm -hmm. fucking great it's it's and such then... a good character detail yeah and, and then and then he'll start monologuing <laughs> and pull out a pearl handled revolver and start playing russian roulette 
Uh, with like himself yeah. and whomever he's fucking tormenting at the time. And, and like, and, and Saber put it best. He the dude's a Reddit. Like yes, he's a redditor. Yes, yes. Like all of his arguments are the dumbest thing that could come out of a villain's mouth. It's literally Reddit villain. Reddit villainy one hundred and one. He's a redditor. Such... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, let's 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 be real here. It's re editor because you know Resident Evil. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah Good night, folks yeah it'll be another two months and <laughs> yeah now lee's gonna burn my house um, and, down and, and yep. yeah our, our, our one of our favorite moments is like when he tries to another another instant i think the second instance in the movie where he tries to wax philosophical while you know doing some heinous villain shit in the background uh he starts talking about in the time of the dinosaurs, oh. there was no concept of evil. There was no, oh were was there, just the food were there chain. good evil dinosaurs? <laughs> we, need, yeah. we need to go back to when things were pure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes so. you just walk to work and you get eaten by a velociraptor. That's natural selection. I'm, like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm assuming that was very poor foreshadowing for him eventually turning into a... Dinosaur. A, a, a meat brontosaurus with a dickhead <laughs> with a, with an uncircumcised <laughs> penis for a head but you, you we're getting ahead of ourselves <laughs> i i never want to hear that particular arrangement of i don't think we're getting i don't think we're getting ahead of ourselves again. because there honestly isn't too much to talk about here like no, no. We, there's we, there's we some amusing a... moments like rebecca going i can slap mm -hmm. together a vax and it's like that's not how that's that's not how <laughs> vaccines work yeah, she has it. She has it together in like an hour, and then she's like on her way to the island. Yeah, and it's like I know, I know <laughs> this like, is based around the T virus, so they already have plenty mm -hmm. of samples of T virus. They already have vaccines for the T virus, mm -hmm. but if mm -hmm. there's still differences and typical vaccines don't yeah. work, it does take more than an hour to make a yeah. new vaccine. Like, come on, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. You're not even gonna like like. Unless you literally just like slap it together and don't test it at all, which is not a good way to make a no. vaccine. Like th this entire movie is basically uh. just a, a a build up for the big stupid action sequence at the end of the movie, which is supposed to be kind of yes. their quasi Avengers, Avengers moment because it has yeah all four of the the main iconic heroes plus Rebecca. And everybody's favorite um, doing <laughs> yeah. crazy action shit and trying to save the day while fighting an, a, 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 a meat brontosaurus with an uncircumcised penis for a head um, and elephant feet uh, in, in, an armory, in an armory on Alcatraz, on Alcatraz. an armory that has that, that is ginormous and feels like an underground bunker lab uh -huh. and has military uh -huh. vehicles and rocket launchers and a plasma rifle. This armory is the Doom Slayer's wet. Like this, this armory is like would be the entire island. It like it's and it also has some yes. super old, rusted World War Two submarine. There. Oh yeah. Um, In the same armory as a two-person rocket. Yeah, launcher. like. And a plasma like rifle. Like, maybe the, uh, like, 
I, I don't understand it because like this armory wouldn't exist on Alcatraz, but I can kind of hand wave certain elements away. But like, where did the armory, where yeah. did all these weapons come from? Because they try to hand wave yes. it of like, oh, this must be left over from when Alcatraz was used as a military fort. It's like, yeah, but this wasn't used as a military base no. for like years, yeah. like maybe a hundred yeah, years. Exactly. Why like, is there no. modern weaponry here? They didn't even like throw yeah. in a line about like the bad guy bringing in this all here, but like. That yeah, would have been like exactly he had like mooks that. or something. Yes, that's the thing. That's that's the part where, like, I was thinking that's the explanation. The movie never even, like, the movie tries to hand wave it in a completely different way that makes no fucking sense. And you're just like, you literally could have just been like, he's he's got connections to underground arms dealers and he's been amassing this bullshit for years because part of his, part of his master plan to infect half the world is to have his base... Just be like an impen an impenetrable fortress out here, but it's no, not. It's this it's this just movie like... just has things, and it doesn't bother to set them up or explain it. Like, there's yeah. we 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 get a hint that there's something in the ocean because they decided to basically knock off the opening of Resident Evil Revelations where there's a dead whale on a beach, except for instead of Jill investigating mm -hmm. it, it's Claire, and we find out that there's mm -hmm. like this giant liquor shark thing. That doesn't really do anything, and it's never addressed. It's just there. Uh, uh, the villain doesn't even really mention it or acknowledge it or, or like, anything. And uh -huh. it, it shows up once to kill all the dudes that Rebecca came to the island with. And we see it once, like, like in the ocean, kind of, like, swimming under the big ship as Chris and co are heading to the island. But it's only there... For this weird convoluted bullshit of the, the main bad guy injecting himself with his virus and he falls into the water and coincidentally is eaten by the giant liquor shark and somehow they fuse into an even bigger meat brontosaurus uncircumcised penis head elephant foot monster. Mm -hmm. But when mm -hmm. it's like you could have just cut out the middleman and just been like he injects himself and falls into the water and comes back out like that. We didn't need this giant zombie liquor shark thing. Or at least, like, explain mm -hmm. what this giant zombie liquor shark thing is. And why it's here. And who made it. And why it exists. Is this is this something that was mentioned in Vendetta? Is this giant liquor shark from Vendetta? Is this what the lady brought over? Yeah. The movie oh never God. fucking mentions anything. Oh my god, yeah, what if? What if they were just like, oh, remember this? And nobody fucking remembered it, because it was six yeah, years like, ago, like, look, guys. Yeah, like, look, Resident Evil is, is a big, stupid, convoluted franchise, and I fucking love it. But yes. for the most, for the most yes. part, <clears throat> despite all this crazy, convoluted lore, and, and, and entry mm -hmm. upon entry upon entry, almost every single entry is relatively standalone. So it's like, you can hop into Resident Evil 5, without having played any of the previous Resident Evil games, and you understand that Chris had a partner named Jill, and they were very close, and that there was this guy named Wesker, and they hated each other, and it's like, you get all of that within this game. You don't need to have played every single fucking thing, which is what the like Kingdom Hearts expects you to do, or or a lot of other different... like they, This is kind of like a common thing in media where they like expect you to consume every every project every side project in order to understand what's going on now like corpse party does that right whereas like resident evil death island feels that way where it's like oh you didn't watch vendetta well too fucking bad we're not going to explain who this character is because we already explained who she is in vendetta 
you got to get into the Resident Evil expansion. Yeah, and universe. and then 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 at the same time, they include really shitty exposition of stuff that would have happened off screen years ago, like Chris and Jill having a moment bonding about like her being like brainwashed by Wesker and her trying to overcome her PTSD from that, and then Chris. Oh, trying mentioning about his PTSD from losing peers, even though that's like the second or third time he had fucking PTSD. And it's like these things, these are conversations that would have happened sh- like years ago. They wouldn't be happening like just yes. now and the way that they're being brought up. Yeah. And it's like, here's the yeah, even even if it's like, yeah, OK, PTSD takes a while to process sometimes. It's still something where like if y'all have been friends and like talking for long enough. It wouldn't be a thing you talk about at the water cooler. Yeah, the, the water one cooler day. randomly one you day, know? years and years and years after it happens. Well, years in the and future, it, it, yeah. You could have cut the, that like scene of them discussing this, and it, it has no bearing on the plot. It has no bearing on the no. character development of any fucking character. Outside of the, the no. main villain being like, yeah, oh, you're going to have to kill your oh. friends. No, James, except the um, the line Jill says at the end when she's like, you're guilty about your friends dying, but you've got to fucking get over it. That's that's exactly a callback to their conversation because they feel guilty about their friends that have oh died. Oh, my God. In the of- fucking, it's so stupid. It's well, like, I- that's the only reason this th- that whole scene was there for a throwaway line that Jill shouts at the monster before she cuts its head off with an explosion. <laughs> I'm, an underwater explosion. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate for one part of this, and mm. I think there's an interesting discussion to be had about it. When you're doing a transition like this of taking characters that have been long-running and established, I mean, some of these characters go back to Resident Evil 1. Mm-hmm. And we start to build a narrative of what we expect from these characters based off of in some games what can be a very minimal amount of actual character development Mm -hmm. so we can start to build a strong narrative of what we think a character is going to be like based off of eight cutscenes and you know some dialogue that happens while you're playing the game but then to take that character and have to then make them the star feature in an hour and a half film mm-hmm. and make it feel authentic to this image we've crafted for them, okay, maybe a little tricky. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's 100% tricky. I, I, yeah, I can sure. say, like, you know, you can have some very strong ideas about, oh, well, when I play Resident Evil, this is how I picture Jill. Yes. And yes. then you can watch a writer give it their fair shot and just mm-hmm. go, wow, that fell completely flat. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's why it's kind of easy for them to retor- to resort to certain just like character aspects. Yes. Like Leon is the quippy, As the quips, the yeah. action, you know, pretty boy who's like kind of a himbo. Yeah. And as long as you just turn all those dials up to maximum himbo, Mm-hmm. then you're you're pulling off a great Leon. And you know what? Mm-hmm. Even if the script sucks, Matt Mercer will carry it. Oh, yeah, he's and he's very charismatic. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, but then yeah you he take will somebody, absolutely carry it. <laughs> then you take somebody like Claire, who I think is the mm-hmm. forgotten child in this movie, yeah. who it's like, well, you don't really have a whole lot established because, yeah, she's yeah. got you know, a big role in RE2. Mm-hmm. And then other than no, that... No, she, she, even in other... Code, Code Veronica and more recently Resident Evil Revelations 2. The thing is, is it's more of a Capcom mm-hmm. issue because Capcom keeps 
focusing on Leon and keeps focusing on Chris. And it's even kind of like gotten to the point where like a large majority of the fan base is getting really sick of Leon and Chris. Because like Mm-hmm. One one of the ni- nice things about like Resident Evil Seven, for example, was it was like a wipe, like a fresh start. We had a new character and everything like that. But then Chris shows up at the end. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake, right? And it's like, fine, okay, you know, it's it's tying it into the thing. But then like they keep tying Chris into Village, and like the amount of fans who have been clamoring, and then they killed their new character. <laughs> uh, the amount of fans who have been <laughs> clamoring yeah. for like another game with Jill as the lead that like progresses the story forward and is not some like mm-hmm. uh, pre sequel interquel type thing like Revelations. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Claire because like they're they're kind of like they keep relegating Claire and 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 Jill to like these side spinoff games in favor of just yes. we want to keep pumping I mean, I think... out more Leon content. It's why Leon uh, is in ge- every genuinely... animated production. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, I think that's the crux of the issue is that we have so many games and so much media that explores the boys that mm-hmm. the girls just kind of like you don't have a lot to go off of. So they just kind of end up just, you know, playing it super safe and not making a decision either way to like because def- like Jill and Claire, I mean, even earlier in the podcast, I confused the two of them because they're kind of interchangeable in this story. Like, Jill maybe has a little bit more, like, she's a little bit more of, like, the rugged soldier, like, with PTSD, and, like, you know, that's how she relates to Chris, but she's basically just, like, like, Claire with a bit of, like, Chris flavor on top of her. It's one of the things that, like, there's this, um, there's this YouTuber I follow, his name is Fourth Snake, right, and he, he does these, uh, videos called Wasted Plotential, where it's basically, like, the wasted potential of, like, your favorite plots and everything like that. And one of the things that he meant he he did, he did an entire video about the wasted potential of Resident Evil 6, specifically the Chris narrative. And he basically kind of like comes, it's it's mm-hmm. almost like, you know, like armchair dev, armchair writing, but it's like, you know, this this is mm-hmm. something that could have been a far more interesting experience where what in his his hypothetical thing, when Chris gets his like PTSD moment from like losing his his team in like Europe or whatever. He's abducted mm-hmm. by uh, uh, Alex Wesker, and you have her as like the big bad, and it basically oh, creates yeah. a sort of like parallel to how it was in Resident Evil Five, where you had Jill and Wesker, uh-huh. except for now you have Chris and Wesker, and then you have as mm-hmm. the protagonist of that campaign, Jill going to rescue Chris, and she can relate because she was under the brainwashing thing, and you can have her partner either be Claire because of course Claire would get up off her ass to rescue her brother. Or Barry, who also mm-hmm. would get up off his ass to rescue his best fucking friend, and you could have had this as Sorry, a nerd. Neat... You're getting Leon Kennedy on a you could have you could have had this. I mean, <laughs> this still would have had like the, he didn't even touch upon like the Leon and 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 Jake stuff. He's just like because the Chris portion of RE6 is the fucking weakest shit in that game. I yes. think everybody yeah. can agree on that. Uh, yeah, and it's it's it like you could have done something interesting where it's like like imagine. Again, like the 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 Jill fight from RE5, except for it's now Chris, and he's been brainwashed by Alex Wesker, and it allows these two characters to kind of like relate to each other after the fact. Yeah, we've both been mm-hmm. through similar shit, and it's like it would have been better than fucking tears and fucking I have PTSD and I'm yeah. becoming super angry over, and I I've blocked out my memory because I lost my team, even though this happens to me in every fucking game I'm in. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and it's like it doesn't it doesn't mean anything to the player because it's happened off screen between yeah. games, and it's just like it's just context for him to be sad, and you're just like or sad, angry, whatever, and you're just kind of like, okay, There's... sure, that's a jumping off point for a character, but I don't re- like the, you the, know. The... How am I supposed yeah, to? The, the frustrating thing about like these movies too is the fact that like there's so many areas of this franchise where things get brought up and are never touched upon. Yeah. And it's like yeah. this needs to like I don't want like every little detail to be explained, like the shitty prequel stuff no. like solo. We need to give you an, a reason why he his last name is solo and how he got his gun. No. Like shit like that. Oh, but you like, mean you mean like why why the umbrella? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah, umbrella? yeah. But like, <laughs> you know what we need? We need an explanation for why the BSAA is all of a sudden fucking evil. Like yes. that that yes, just gets do. brought up at the I end of love... Village, and it's like, wait, what? Yeah. What what is happening? I would love like context for that would be a cool, a really cool premise for yeah. a film. And now, now I, I mentioned this during both viewing parties. But the big, the biggest like thing I feel about this movie is I think it's a really mediocre movie. But I think it could have been a really fucking cool co-op yeah. game. Like, yep. imagine if you will a four-person co-op story game where the four of you go to Alcatraz and then have to, you know, survive and then deal with a zombie outbreak that has the potential to like devastating the world yeah like, one, awesome. one of the main things that i've been kind of saying for for a while about this fucking franchise because it, it it has an identity crisis where it wants to be horror but it also wants to be action schlock and those two don't yeah. necessarily really mix and that's that's why you mm-hmm. get shit like resident evil village where it starts strong horror and then it yes. becomes yeah. re6 style action schlock <laughs> by the end of it and like yes yes in the third act, oh, thank you, fuck in, in the third act of almost every Resident Evil game, it becomes a little more action focused. But the idea is like you're overcoming your 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 obstacles and you're becoming better and and all that fun stuff. And it's like it's it's fine when it's in moderation. Like OG RE two, RE seven falls a little bit apart towards the end, but it's still more restrained than Village's ending. And I'm like, make your mainline like pure horror. And make your spin-off games, like the stuff like the Revelations, make that pure action. Or do the opposite. Make mainline pure action and spin-off pure horror. Just stop trying to like mm-hmm. mingle and intermix the two because it, it doesn't work unless there's like a very specific balance. Like RE4 mostly works as like a solid middle ground, but they can't. Mm-hmm. They, they they keep failing in that regard and they keep going way too over yeah. the top and adding stupid shit like hey here mm-hmm. you're gonna pilot a fucking mecca versus heisenberg it's like this is this is this is oh. really dumb oh god you're gonna I do chris really, on duty I, like, I modern still, werewolf I still, oh god i still I, have i still have nightmares about the heisenberg knife like knife mecca fight like on um what's it called not cr- not not on village of shadows Villa on village of shadows mode oh i oh. i it's like the one fight you can't cheese with the with the super gun so it's just it's just hard i i i don't want to go back to how disappointing that was I, yeah he yeah. was oh he had so much potential to be the new wesker and he was so uh, cool that's 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 kind of the other I thing mean, he's still he's still cool it's just his level is terrible <laughs> 
that's like the other thing too is like capcom seems to have really really strong potential villains that are either ignored or dealt with too early like heisenberg and village Alex Wesker is yeah. mentioned in RE5 and we're expecting her to be the new big bad. And it's like, no, she's just the big bad of Revelations 2 and she's dealt with in that game. And it's like, we also now have Daniel from fucking uh, 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 Resident Evil Resistance who's super yeah. charismatic and it's yeah. like, we know nothing about him. Imagine if Daniel yeah. was the fucking villain of this movie. At least then no, it's like, him, like cool. him just being like, I want to fucking spread T-virus and take over the world because I'm a fucking asshole works better than yeah. I bludgeoned my yeah. best friend like, to death and puppets. now yeah. now I, I want to like kill people. Dig this. Here's my fucking pitch. Oh my God. Here Actually. we go. Here we go. It's, it's, it's basically an RE resistance movie. So mm. it's a group of people trapped in, you know, the murder box. Mm-hmm. and daniel's the one behind the controls oh but... my god it's like cell or no not cell what's the no yeah the cube it's like yeah. the cube <laughs> yeah but you know like lay it out like a like you know the mansion or a lab or something yeah. you know yeah. something yeah. re but yeah, yo yeah, dig yeah. this because we need to get some fresh faces because uh-huh. we need to learn to meet some new people but yes. still have a little you know comfortable throwback uh-huh. the group is chris and his village squad Chris, oh. Umber Eyes, you uh-huh. know, his, his fucking stupid wolf pack. Uh-huh. Let them get developed in this murder and, box and, okay, fighting and are Daniel. We, uh, yeah, and, and villain is, yeah, that would be so... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right there you can, you because can, I don't want development for still... his wolf pack because I'm tired of that fucking targeting laser. <laughs> oh, and that's all Umber Eyes. <laughs> I, I, I never about. want to like, see oh, him ever again. I hate that man. <laughs> I, I want him <laughs> dead. I have never wanted a Resident Evil character dead more. <laughs> Taking three shots to the head ain't nothing to sneeze at either. Oh Spooky. my god. Oh, and that, but then you could actually use, you could still use the nanomachine stuff, but make it like the explanation for how Daniel can like control and puppet the zombies. As... That would yeah. be so sick. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let's go. You, you, you could have done something, and instead it's just. They yeah. they just continue to waste potential, and it's 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 yeah. just uh, I don't I don't know. It's like they kind of just do what's like they just come up with some some me. some generic. Bo- what's easy? Yeah, it, it feels like they just slap a generic villain in there because we need a villain, and we're gonna give mm-hmm. them a vaguely tragic backstory to justify why they're a villain, even if it's really mm-hmm. fucking dumb. Uh, and that's going to be why they need to do world domination or whatever. And, uh, our heroes are going to, uh, you know, over, over, like overthrow the bad guy and save the day. And it's, mm-hmm. it's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. These, these movies, like they're, they're not consistently dumb enough and fun enough. Yes. They yeah. are dumb and they are fun, but they're not consistently yeah. dumb and fun exactly exactly they're not like like you know for all for all of their faults the live action uh uh anderson series it is a lot of dumb fun yeah. and it is something that like no I one will, will debate that <laughs> yeah but it's something it's something that like i will go back and rewatch because i'm like i'm just in the mood for sh- bull schlocky bullshit and this will this will provide. I will be I laughing my ass off. 
Yeah. I, yeah, I mean the first, the first the first one is genuinely like really solid, and there are like bad, boring moments in the sequels, sure. but there's also a lot of insanity, <laughs> and I'm like, it's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, these are these are just kind of very, and this is exactly how I felt about the uh, the series, the 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 Infinite Darkness. Uh, it it's like just like boring. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just okay. <laughs> yeah, the the worst thing that something in this genre can be is like middling. Yes, exactly. Like it, either go go be like insanely good or be bad enough that you're like a f- a fun, you know, a fun drunk popcorn watch or whatever. Right. You know, and um, and enough stuff has been done in the series that you can go very ham and have it be canonically appropriate i mean mm-hmm. re4 is hailed as like one of the best in the series a lot of people say it is the best and it's mm-hmm. got leon german suplexing cultists <laughs> exactly we, exactly we can go fucking stupid and have it still be canonically appropriate oh i don't know i just i i feel like I feel like it's just losing steam, you know? Mm-hmm. We need to we need we yeah. need a good shot in the arm to revitalize the franchise. We need Absolutely. something to break the formula. Um it's it's kind of just spinning its wheels. On a like 80% positive note, um I will say that the like visuals for this movie are mostly very good, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of almost upsettingly so um a you, lot you were getting upset at some of those those yeah shots. yeah because like how dare this look so good yeah in the in the beginning there's a lot of like because because they also like they clearly mocap people too mm-hmm. um so there's a big disconnect though because like the you know you have specifically this beginning where um you have everybody like all of the umbrella agents in like their body armor and their helmets and you know their guns and stuff like that and they're in the back of this van and they're all sitting there like you know leading up to they don't know what yet right like they're just like we're deploying Mm -hmm. um and it looks really fucking good until you get a look at their faces and then you get this like weird like it's almost uncanny valley. Almost, I don't want to yeah. really say it that like say that way, but like you've got stylized faces on hyper realistically rendered everything else. Yeah. So like when they pour out of the van and it's like the shots of their back and they're like coming at the crowd and the crowd is kind of like out of focus and like there it's all like, you know, lights and like in the dark. It looks like real life footage, mm-hmm. which is like I'm like this is insane. And like but then you get a close-up cut back to, like, somebody talking, and you're just like, oh, it's a CGI anime character. And you're just kind of like, oh, this is kind of weird. And then there's, like, there's also, because of, like, how good it looks 90% of the time, when there's a mistake, when there's, like, a mistake that makes it not look hyper-realistic, mm-hmm. it's really noticeable. Like... In when when Leon I think is in the streets of San Francisco on his bike, oh, like, you can you can tell that that bike is like somebody's first like hard surface rendering. It's like it feel it's got that it's kind a of unity asset. Yeah, where it's just like it's like it's 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 really good and really shiny looking, but it's like too shiny and good looking. Mm-hmm. And then the background of San Francisco is like you can tell it's San Francisco because it's got the hill and the fucking like you know the 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 trams and stuff like that, but 
like the, there's just a skybox mm-hmm. and it's just it's like a huge it's like really illuminated skybox like right. beyond it and you can tell you can tell that's what it is you can tell that it's like this background and like that that definitely goes away once they get to the island so like you can tell like where they spent their most resources right they like it's loaded like, it to lure you into a false sense of security <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, like, it makes sense that, like, okay, the setting where most of the movie takes place is the one we're going to really focus on. And maybe this, like, intro setup, eh, we're going to kind of just, like, half-ass a little more. I get it. But at the same time, it's kind of, like, it was it was a little jarring, yeah. in my opinion. So, but, but, mostly it looks really, really good. Like, all of the, the, yeah, the rendering, the, the shot compositions, the... You know, even the like the fight scenes, the choreography for them, like looks great. The mocap or like, you know, I, I know a lot of it is mocap. I'm sure some of it is also animation stuff. That all looks really good. Facial animation looks fine. It's yeah. kind of it's it's a nice it's nice visually. It's, it, the, the one thing that I'm hung up on is is the voice acting, namely the, 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 the choice mm. of actors, the mixing? because it's it's yeah. you have Matt Mercer, who's great, and he was Leon in, yes. in RE6, and he's been Leon in most of the Resident Evil animated stuff. Until Infinite Darkness, where they brought in, I, I don't remember his name, but he's the dude who plays Leon in Resident Evil 2 Remake and Resident Evil 4 Remake. And then you have Chris, yeah, uh, Nick, N- Nick Ap- 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 Apopolstice, or something like that. I, I know I'm mispronouncing the name. Um, and then you have Chris, who isn't voice he's he's voiced by i guess whoever voiced chris in resident evil vendetta and it wasn't roger craig smith uh and he's not chris's new voice actor either of his new voice actors the one from resident evil 7 who and then the 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 other guy i can't remember his name but he voiced carlos in resident evil 3 remake but then you also have the remake version of claire and the remake version of jill there and it just feels yeah weird it's a greatest hits like amalgamation. Yeah, and like granted, the, the the Resident Evil franchise has been always fairly inconsistent and constantly recasting actors left, right, and center. Um, there's been like a handful of instances where you've had one actor portray a character across numerous video games. Um, Claire was an example where she she it's the same actress in Resident Evil Two, Code Veronica. And I think most of the animated spinoffs until Revelations 2 came out. Ada Wong was another, where uh, it was the same actress from Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 4, and some of the Resident Evil animated spinoffs until Resident Evil 6. Um, it, it just feels weird, like especially since like Infinite Darkness went out of its way to use the remake actor for Leon, and then it's mm-hmm. like, now we're bringing back Matt Mercer, and it's like, I get that this is like, an older version of Leon, but like voice actors can sound older or sound younger if needed. That's kind of the beauty of voice acting. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's their whole shit. Yeah, shtick. so it's like <laughs> no, no offense to Matt Mercer, he is an incredibly talented voice actor. I just want some yeah. fucking consistency. <laughs> sure, yeah, consistency out of Resident Evil. <laughs> yes, god damn it, you're a, a brave man, yeah. Jam. It, it, it would be like if all of a sudden. They have a new Resident Evil movie that has Wesker as the villain, and they bring back DC Douglas, 
And now I fucking love DC Douglas's Wesker. Don't, don't get me wrong. Don't, don't, fu don't fucking but, please me, bro. They're they, never bringing they, DC they, Douglas back. They, they have the new Wesker. Or if, or if all of a sudden instead they brought back the Wesker from the Wesker voice actor from Resident Evil Zero, where he sounds like vaguely New England. Rich, oh my God. Richard Wow or whatever his name was. Find the guy who voiced him in Resident Evil One. Uh, I think he's. I think he's Chris. still doing voice acting. Stop it. I <laughs> I, I I found out. Him. I found him. out that Barry's voice actor from Resident Evil One is in Nightcry. The OG Resi one from 1996. Yeah, he's in, he's he's yeah. the, he's uh Vigo in Nightcry. That dude who had me boil oh, yeah, his God. eye. What? He, he has a prosthetic eye, and he asks me to find him find oh. him like a lighter or fire source so he could boil his eye. Mm. Nightcry. We'll get. I'll briefly touch upon Nightcry in probably <laughs> about five minutes well, because I don't think we have anything yeah, else to well, say. Uh. Dinosaur morality. Dinosaur morality. Dinosaur morality. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Blame the Irish. <laughs> yeah. Um. The, yeah. A lot final of the final rating is if you're really a diehard Resident Evil fan, sure, throw it into your rotation mm -hmm. because you need to be a completionist. Mm -hmm. Other than that, you can skip it. It's fun. It's it's dumb popcorn fun. It's inoffensive. It's better than Resident Evil Netflix. Yes. I think I think visu visually minute. visually it's cool. A lot of the fights are cool. But man, I'd rather have played this than watched it. Lee, don't you lie to me. You can't That's forget it. it. We have Lance Reddick. <laughs> we do have Lance. Oh, we'll always have yeah. Lance. R.I.P. dude. He's he's enjoying his infinite bread six in heaven. <laughs> mm. Alright. So it's been uh been a hot minute since our our last what have you been up to check-in we've had some time to build some things up and it hilariously sure enough i don't think we really used that time all that wise i mean <laughs> to be fair my house did burn down uh and that's an excuse to not intake your necessary amount. Of oh, oh, I've I have intaked some schlock. There's some there's some garbage. Okay, I had, okay, so like for context, my house burned down, uh, and I was in a hotel for a month, and uh, for a good while there, I didn't have access to a phone or a computer yeah. or really much of anything. In fact, like like yeah. like most people were unable to get into contact with me. I had to use like my sister's phone to contact like Cat and Lee, and work, and all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. So for the most part, all I had was television. And I haven't watched television in fucking years because if I'm gonna watch a TV show, I'm gonna watch it off of a streaming service, right? And mm -hmm. this is mm -hmm. like for the most part, I hate ninety nine point nine 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 percent of modern TV. So I just primarily stuck with the movie channels. Now, uh, I don't remember the exact names of the channels, but we had Showtime. We had Showtime 2, and we had, like, HBO SIG. Yeah, that, that's it. HBO SIG. At least that's what the TV claimed. In reality, it was Showtime West Coast, Showtime East Coast, and Showtime 2. So it was basically the same cycle of, like, ten movies... Over and 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 over again for about a month. Um, 
Amazing. Which is fantastic. Amazing. Uh, there was this one channel, I forgot the fucking name of it, where it was basically almost nonstop forensic files, so that was kind of neat. Uh, basically, I would just watch forensic files and just hear endlessly about crime with semen um, for if, if I didn't feel like watching a movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I wrote down a bunch of the media that I consumed in a little notebook, and I sent like an image of this to Cat and Lee, where if, if I liked yeah. it, I put a little smiley face next to it. And if I was mid on it, mm-hmm. I put a little like neutral face. And if I hated it, <clears throat> I put an angry face. Um, mm-hmm. So one of the things that I hated was this movie called The Inspection, which is basically like an army boot camp movie. Oh. Uh, uh-huh. and it's, it's an A24 joint, and it's it's... It felt very, very, very forced and cringy and like trying to be like, like unreal. Like the, the movie is basically about a gay man joining the military and then like his, his members in the boot camp find out that he's gay and they start bullying him. And it felt very unrealistic, the amount of bullying and the amount of like, like the shit that he goes through. Now, the movie apparently is kind of very much inspired, as as the trailer says, inspired by true events. Apparently, the director is a gay man, and he joined the military in, like, 2005. But there's nothing about the movie that indicates that it's a period piece, as far as I can tell. And I don't really want to shit on, like, the director's experiences and whatnot, but a lot of this movie felt very very forced and very like this like sort of like stereotype bigotry where it's just like this feels Mm -hmm. like stephen king bullying levels um yeah like there's one instance that where like the the, his mom is is like like you're gayer than two left feet and it's like who who talks like this this is what what is what does that even mean or like when when he asks to get his birth certificate to like join the military she's like this is all that remains of the dreams I had of you. And it's like, this feels like pretentious screenwriting trying to get awards. I was going to say, I was going to say it feel it. That, that is a, that is a screenwriting. Yeah. That's a step beyond like the Stephen King school of main bullying. Oh, well, I mean the Stephen King main bullying kind of happens in the military and it, it, it's like, again, I, I I don't know that this is a period piece or not, that's Carrie mom. Yeah. And it, it, it's like this, it, it, it felt like it's trying to be full metal jacket, except for like if private pile was beaten up because he's gay, as opposed to being, he's incompetent. But like, it, it just, again, I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on the director's experiences, but just everything felt really, mm-hmm. really forced. And I'm just like, this yeah. is just, this is just kind of embarrassing. Uh, which- yeah, which I'm sure is just like trying to trying to screenplayify your lived experience yeah. is not like it's not as easy as people think no. it is. And yeah, it can often come across as not yeah. good if you're if you're not if you're not a writer, if you're not a if you're not competent yeah. at it. Now I haven't seen the I haven't seen the movie, so I'm not passing judgment either way. But it, it, uh, it, yeah, this sounds it was, like it was pretty rough to sit through of just like constant eye rolling for the most part. Um in terms of something that was good though, I saw this movie called Breaking with John Boyega. Uh it is a it is another movie based on a true story. Uh and it's about a bank robbery. Uh, specifically what happens is John Boyega, uh, he plays a, a former veteran, 
Uh, he's kind of super down on his luck. And I, I don't remember the specifics, but basically his, his VA check, his VA disability check or whatever, the VA doesn't give it to him. They, something about like something about uh, like not attending class or something like that. And they don't give him his like $900 check. And they, they refuse to give him his $900 check. And he basically needs this because he's living out of an hotel. He doesn't have a job. He's basically using his VA disability check to live month to month and trying to survive. So he ends up going into a bank with a backpack, claiming he is a bomb, gets everybody out of the bank except for two tellers. And all he wants is the VA to give him his 900 bucks. He doesn't want the bank's money. He doesn't want anything from anybody. He just wants his 900 bucks. And it's a very gripping, gripping little thriller. Very, very, like a lot of nuance to it. It's not like your typical bank bank robbery of like heroics or like incompetent yeah, shit money. and everything like that. He's just like, no, like I'm, he's constantly apologizing to, to the tellers. He's keeping hostage. He's constantly afraid that like, you know, they're going to kill him because he's doing this, but it's like, it's a, it's basically about a man who's driven to his last breaking point. Uh, mm. And I, I, I really, cool. really liked it. I don't want to go into details because even though it's based off of a true story that apparently made news uh, that I think this occurred like within the last five to seven years or something like that. Um, it's, it's an effective little movie. Uh, another movie that I watched that was terrible <clears throat> is a uh, dangerous game. The legacy murders. Um, it's basically a really stupid version of Saw. Um, okay. it's like this, this guy, I forgot the actor's name. I'd reckon, I think it's John Voight. Uh, he's like this old man. He's this old man. And it's like his 90th birthday. And like all of his family shown up to celebrate his 90th birthday. And like John, I can't remember his name. You know, the lead from the tutors, John Reese, something or other. Um, I can't remember his name. He's a British actor. He's also in it. Uh, I think those are the only two names that I recognize. And basically, uh, it, 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 every single time a member of the family shows up. Oh, John, John Reese Myers. Myers. Yeah, there we go. Um, oh, oh, yeah. okay. Gimli, right? No, that's John Reese Davis. No. Oh. <laughs> Gimli's a different Latin. He's an older, older gentleman. Okay. Uh, but anyways, the, one of the things that I remember is because I kept flipping through the channels. They have the same first two names. Gimli never, never. Um, one of the things that I was surprised at, though, is like, because I couldn't tell what the fuck the movie was, right? So it's like, I, 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 see, I see a scene uh -huh. of a fam, like somebody arriving at like an estate and his family is greeting him, right? So then I changed the channel. And I flip back five minutes later, and it's the same fucking scene, but with a different member of the family. Like, the exact same shot and framing of just somebody arriving to the estate. I'm like, oh, okay. So then I change the channel. And I change it back. And it's the exact same fucking scene, but it, with another member of the family. But at the end of the day, um, they're playing, like, a killer mystery game, but it turns out there's an actual killer in the house or, or something. And there, there's a bunch of saw style traps, and it was it was really dumb. And I don't remember much about it. I just know that at some point, I I want to force the two of you to watch it with me, um, so we can hate <laughs> on it. Uh, in in I terms of That's another great. terrible movie, uh, I saw Margot, which is basically um, um, 
what if Siri or Amazon Alexa was a serial killer in a in, in like it was a smart home serial oh. killer? Like your smart home oh, is murdering yeah, you. You told me about this and, one because I because I I said there were like two or three others that we should like do. Yeah, more, you know, do a do a podcast. There there was like a murder series version one that was like oh, and we could do countdown. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's a murder. And, app. and at one point, oh, at God. one point, like the the AI, the smart home, like starts three D printing stuff to like help like like lure, trick people, <laughs> and then it also manages uh. to like three D print replicas of the people that the home murders to oh my god to, I, was, what? To, I was just about to say tell me a 3d print a person does, so they Let's uh go. so like the other people don't realize immediately oh. what's going on oh my god um oh my god there's another one i only saw a little bit of it and it was called um fire island um the only thing that i have noted down is um it's gay serial killer island and the little i saw was terrible um yeah uh -huh. it was it's, it's fantastic oh and i also saw a little bit of bodies 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 and it made me really mad and i hated it and it has like oh. the most oh. it has like fucking it, it's 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 getting a lot of acclaim and buzz i was gonna say yeah i heard, I heard good but things, the little so. i saw i hated and especially when it cut to the credits uh, and its theme song is like this super Gen Z influencer pop song of like I'm a hot girl, uh, like like I'm uh, better than you, and I'm just like this uh, is yes. this is the fucking absolute worst. Listen, <laughs> listen, Jim, you're you're an old man. Apparently, now. They, they don't make movies. They, they don't. They, They're making movies. They, they, for they the make kids. music that's just about being vain bullshit. And I hate it. And it's just uh -huh. like, yeah, I'm better than you because I'm hot. Okay, that's uh -huh. what a compelling fucking song. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Before I get to the one, like, the best thing that I have uh, seen recently, there's a couple more rapid fire things. Uh, I played mm -hmm. Parasocial on stream. That's the new Chilea's art game. Uh, basically, it's a, uh, a horror game based around being a VTuber and being stalked. Uh, it's a, it's a better concept, but like the execution is kind of jank and not that great. Uh, it's, oh, it's kind of in line with the other Chilea's art games that I played. Cause I know they're a small indie dev. They make Japanese horror games. What else have they, they what they've have they done, done so much shit, dude. Like they, they have, mm -hmm. God, I think it's like 20 to 30 fucking games that, that, that. Damn. Like they, they have a Good shit ton of stuff. They're constantly pumping stuff out. The two that I've mm -hmm. played are, uh, I believe it's the Convenience Store and the Nightway Home. And I played these a couple years ago. And they're these like small, mm -hmm. bite-sized, hour to two hour long uh, Japanese cool. indie I horror I remember games. Convenience Store. Yeah. I think I remember they, Convenience they, Store. They do all but... sorts of all sorts of different like weird little little indie horror games the vtuber concept is really cool yeah, yeah it's it's agreed. basic for, uh, for like the, the basic idea is like you're a v, vtuber streamer and uh there's somebody stalking you in real life and it's mm. like it, it it there's a couple moments that are genuinely creepy and unsat like like unsettling oh this is cool uh, but like 
a oh. lot of moments of it are, are a little jank. Like one one moment that's actually kind of creepy is like, so your stalker is basically like sending you games and is like, if you don't play these games, and you know something terrible is going to happen. And the last game that you play is basically a complete recreation of the alleyway near your your apartment, along with your apartment building, along with a complete recreation of your room. And it's like this is a little unsettling. Playing a game where I'm playing a game and I'm like getting to, I'm re-exploring my own home. And it's like this is this mm-hmm. is a little creepy. I'll give you that. It's just it's it's jank and kind of unpolished and and there's mm. some stupid shit in it but it's like you know, this is, what are you gonna do yeah. um yeah I, yeah uh i s- also started playing night cry which is um mm. <laughs> yes. uh, 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 <laughs> so um it was a kickstarter game uh by hifumi kono who's the creator of the clock tower franchise he did the SNES Clock Tower and the PlayStation Clock Tower, aka Clock Tower Two, uh, and this is basically a Clock Tower spiritual successor. And um, I played it for about an hour. I beat the first chapter. Uh, it's notoriously supposed to be terrible, and what I've played so far, it 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 a hundred percent is. But more importantly, it's also really fucking funny because of how stupid it is. Uh, so I'm getting a kick out of that. Uh, we also watched, uh, one really, really weird fucked up anime movie and one that was, was more whimsical. Mind game and night is short. Walk on girl. Uh, I don't, I don't, I I don't really know how I feel about mind game. It's, it's kind of another, um, fuck. What was that Phil Tippett movie? Mad God, it's Mad kind God, of another yeah. Mad God situation. Listen, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Never be sorry. Look, look, look. you don't Never have, you don't have art. to apologize for this. You have to apologize for Grave Encounters too. That's the yeah, only one I, I want you to apologize <laughs> for. And Night is Short, Walk that's On true. Girl. Uh, it was fine. Yeah. Not really my 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 sort of cup of tea, but it was it was whimsical and charming and had its moments. Um, and then I I I don't yeah. want to get too much into it. Because we've already, you two have already discussed it a fair bit, but uh, I did finally, for the first time, get to see um, everything everywhere all at once, and that was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, and then I also saw another movie called The Invitation, which is different from The Invitation because this one was like yes. Dracula based, and it was it was it really was, stupid. Oh God, we did. It was really it. fucking yes. stupid. It was very stupid. Yes, I I I like. I like that they like made the brides important. Like I thought that was fun, but the movie tonally and I went into it. This was not the first time I saw it. I saw I watched it when it was like first on Netflix, oh, like a bit ago, and I was just kind of like I you know I just saw the the cinematography basically like the little like shot of like what it looked like, and I was like, hey, that kind of gothic horror looks like my cup of tea. Um, and I turned it on and I was like, is this supposed to be Dracula? Like. Because, damn, it's got, it's really feeling very Dracula. And I keep watching and I'm like, I if it's not supposed to be obvious that it's vampires and it's Dracula, I don't, like, it's really obvious. That's yeah. what it is. But, like, the protagonist doesn't get it yet. And I'm just like, I don't know what's going on here. And then, yeah, like, in the last, like, five minutes, it's basically like, yes, I'm Dracula. And you're like, 
Okay, that's not really a reveal at this point. Uh, also, yeah, when the neighbors, <laughs> the neighbors just drop that they're the Harkers, you're like, oh, you motherfucker. Yeah, and I, I don't, yeah, I, I, I remember all of us being very angry at the ending. I don't remember what happened at the ending. Yes. But I remember us being she angry. She turned into a she, vampire slayer. Yeah, she, she becomes a oh, vampire right. slayer. Oh, right. Yeah, it was stupid. Yeah, yeah. She she and her like uh best her best friend comes out to like yeah, and they, they go basically like take revenge on the, the the male members of the families who have been offering up their women to so, the yeah, Dracula's brides just, for centuries. Dumb. It was very dumb, um, yes. Yeah. But like and it it's it's starring um Miss An Miss Ande from Yeah, the there you go. Mm -hmm. Uh and she was great. Yeah. Uh, all of us, all of us, I feel like collectively hated the guy who played Dracula because yes. he, he was, was kind of, he was slimy. He, he was just slimy. Yeah. He wasn't like charming. He was moist. Yeah. Yeah. And we were all just like, man, that could be, that could have been Colin Farrell up there. <laughs> it should have been Billy Zane. <laughs> oh, ooh, yeah. oh no. Lee. You, you know what? No, yeah. you know what? You know what? You know what? Lee, you can't with these. You, no, you know, you know what? Never you, see. Look, no, 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 no. I mean, that that oh, would have been fantastic. Oh, but like, in terms of oh. something like more realistic, that would have been better. John Wayne Myers, mm -hmm. who I just mentioned in that fucking like most dangerous game thing. He would. Be, he would. He he, would he, he looks Dracula. like a, he would. He looks more less slimy. He's a little. He's a little. Um. He's a little gaunt though. Yeah, I but think. he could bulk up. Like I mean, I mean Tom Hardy bulked mm -hmm. up. Anybody can bulk up. He, it's more in the face though, and I don't really think you can necessarily like it. It'd be like being like Killian Murphy can bulk up. It's like I don't know if he can in his oh, face. He'll, so like, just, <laughs> he'll just eat a lot of ice cream. Get those cheeks chunky. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I, I, those are them's the money yeah, makers. Uh, <laughs> I guess two last quick fires. I I played Quake too. It it. I'm yeah, sorry. It wasn't as good as Quake One. Uh, and then I okay. was uh, throughout the stream. I was like, you know, this may be a hot take, but um, I I, I think Quake Two is not very good, and it's it's inferior to Quake One. And both Lee and Greedy were like, no, that's not a hot take. We agree with you. Uh, <laughs> every weapon, every weapon have. felt mm -hmm. like 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 this weak saw shit. And it's like this is supposed to be like a boomer shooter. Is it? Like mm. this is this is this is from ID. This is from the company that made the 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 arguably the greatest shotgun to ever be in a video game. Preach. And Preach. E e even if you were to like exclude Doom, right? Quake One mm -hmm. has a quad barrel nail gun. It's effectively that game's version of the super shotgun, where it basically fires four shotgun esque nails at a time, and it feels like it. It sounds like like god and this game's <laughs> shotgun feels like 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 popcorn farts <laughs> like mm. a, a good shotgun in a first person shooter has to have that bump yeah it's mm -hmm. got to have good sound good yes. impact a good yes. recoil yes good it spread do, it, it doesn't it doesn't fucking matter if it's not realistic i've heard a lot of people being like oh shotguns and video games aren't realistic don't shit. we don't care there is a feel for a video game shotgun that you have to hit basically yeah. because that's just it it's become the it's become part of part of the video game culture you know and if you have a gun that doesn't feel like a video game shotgun 
It's not yeah. a shotgun. And then, then the very, the, the last for real, for real, last for real, for real is, uh, I played about three hours of uh, the final release of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Full disclosure, I was sent a key for it. Uh, so I got the game for free and all that fun shit. Uh, it's fun. It's, it's buggy and janky and has matchmaking issues. Uh, and it has some balance issues as, as, as one would expect in asymmetrical horror. Um, but the one thing I, I do kind of like really dig, even though it, 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 it definitely kind of sucks when you're playing with a Randy is that it's a three V four asymmetrical horror. There's something about that, that kind of clicks with me a bit more than like being like the one V four, because like you, it's still like team-based basically. But it's just you're still at it like a, a semi disadvantage because you have one less person, but at the same time you have a better advantage because you're able to do like you know killer type shit. So it's like this is right. this is kind of neat. Uh, apparently, the film the 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 game studio does not have the rights to the Greater Texas Chainsaw franchise, so it's strictly based off of the first uh, movie. Which is a little bit of a shame because I would have loved to see. Um, I think his name is Top Chop, who's who's played by Bill Mosley in Texas Chainsaw Two, or mm-hmm. um, Viggo Mortensen's character from Texas Chainsaw Three, or Matthew McConaughey's character from Texas Chainsaw Four. Uh, all the survivors are are basically like you know they're they're, they're nobodies. They're Melvins. They're new people. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's two additional killers who are brand new, created strictly for the game. Sissy and, I think, Johnny. Uh, it's, it's it's fun. It's fine. Uh, I do want to play a bit more of it to get a greater feel of it, especially because I was sent the game for free, so I kind of feel like I should play a bit more of it. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think it's going to, like, overtake Faz or anything for me in terms of, like, multiplayer horror. Especially mm-hmm. since Faz is dirt cheap and this is, like, a $40 title. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's all I got. Who who's next? Oh boy! All right, I uh, think I think my list is probably going to be a little on the shorter side. Mine is um, pretty long, so depending okay. on yeah. Oh dear! I did a lot of stuff. Why don't you know what? Why don't we alternate? <gasps> oh my god! Clever. Breaking the I formula. Like it. Let's okay. Alternate. Okay. You know. All right. So who? So who first? All right. I'll I'll, I'll kick off a first one. Um, I'm gonna start with something really disappointing. Okay. Um, because I I, it's such a shame when you when you watch a movie that you think you already got it figured out going in. Like, mm. okay, mm-hmm. I know exactly what I'm getting myself into, and then you know, like five ten minutes in, you realize, oh wait a minute, this is. This is way more than I expected. Oh my god, did I just stumble on like a hidden gem? Mm. And then it proceeds to disappoint the fuck out of me. Uh, oh god damn it. So I watched the 2014 Hercules film with Dwayne Johnson. Hey. Oh. All right. So I I was just looking for something to throw on in the background while I did some other shit. And so I thought, ah, you know, the rock doing that one face that he does. And fighting the Nemean lion. Like, okay, sure. So it turns out that this movie actually doesn't really deal with the myth of Hercules. It's doing an approach of what if Hercules was just some dude? He's just a mercenary. Mm -hmm. And people buy into his bullshit of being the son of Zeus. And 
him accomplishing all these great tasks and his labors is actually just him and like his his bounty hunting buddies getting into adventures mm. i'm like i i i shamelessly mention on this podcast several times nothing gets me going more than a team of specialists yeah getting together to go on missions and just be bros i love that shit you've got you're checking all the boxes with this one his team's got okay so you got hercules who's the leader he's the muscle you've got like the second in command who's the dervish knife thrower like fuck yeah you've got like the foreign berserker who doesn't speak english you've got the amazon who's like i'm tougher than any dude and proves it and then you've got ian mcshane as the batshit like sage who's basically their wizard and his thing is just he just kind of trips balls all day and is like ah oh, someday the gods will take me and it's like okay and <laughs> damn if they just didn't have the rock <laughs> it is such it a would cool, be good it's just such a cool concept for something it's yeah. a it's a great idea on paper and they could have just gone a different casting direction with it um but yeah i mean at the end of the day it winds up just being a very forgettable movie that could have been something really niche and really cool like something that i keep in the back pocket for when i want to bring out just something mm -hmm. brainless and entertaining yeah but yeah so that was kind of a missed opportunity yeah what you got all right. I also realized that we we probably have a couple of things that overlap that we could like talk about together. So that's mm -hmm, a good mm -hmm. thing because we've we've seen I think a couple of things that uh together. Um, I so I think I think actually to start that off, uh, I think Lee and I both did the the Barbenheimer ha -ha. double feature. I did indeed so, do the double feature. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. I mean, I have I have. I have thoughts on both movies, um, but I think I can pretty succinctly them, summarize them up without spoilers, because I know James hasn't seen it yet, or either of them yet. Um, I thought Barbie was good. Uh, it was definitely not, I think, like... How do I put this? Um, it was funny and cute, and it had a lot going on for it. I don't think it was like a perfect 10 out of 10. Um... But I did really enjoy myself. I saw it in a in a not very packed theater. Like I went at a really odd hours because I'm still not super comfortable with being in a theater. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, like it was really nice though. It was a nice movie to see in a crowd because of like you know hearing other people laughing and like laughing along with the group. And mm -hmm. I had a it was a really good crowd to see it with because they were all they were they they were clearly into it and clearly enjoying themselves. So it was that kind of movie, I feel like, where, yeah, it was enjoyable. And, and yeah, I cried. I cried, too. So it was, it was like, it was solid. It was, it was good. I, I appreciate it for going the direction that it did, that mm -hmm. it was very self-aware and tongue-in-cheek and mm -hmm. not, never trying to take itself too seriously. Like, even yes. in, the, in the regards where you thought maybe, like, oh, are they going to maybe make a statement about X, Y, and Z? It's like, yeah. oh, no, we're just going to shoot ourselves in the foot on purpose. Like, oh, great. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the thing. Is like, I, I know there's been a big to-do among certain circles about, oh, how, you know, how woke Barbie is or whatever. And, like, it never really felt like it got that, like, it didn't get preachy. 
Yes. So I'm just like I'm just like I don't know what y'all's problem is. And actually, my one of my one of my friends who was actually the 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 dad of somebody I went to high school with, um, he had a really good like post about like his feelings on on Barbie, basically just being like, I don't know that I got it, and I don't care because it wasn't for me. And that's okay, you know. Like it's just like, and then and then by the end of the post, he realized like, huh, I guess I did get it because like he kind of goes into all of the like, you know, kind of like what it's like to be a woman in the real world and what like what Barbie has kind of represented throughout the mm-hmm. years and like why it's just like, hey, you might not get it because you don't understand how these toys affected your self image because they it didn't for you right <laughs> you know and like, that's okay you are and enough. it's okay yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so so yeah that I was did, i did that hear was that gosling um, is like the best part about that movie gosling is really great he's I pretty would, fucking good in it yeah yeah I, I i would say there's a lot of really good things about the movie but he is he is fantastic he does he does a really good his performance is great he does a really good himbo um i, I can imagine he's like like yeah. a lot of people kind of picture him as just like super quiet and reserved because he's, that's a lot of his movies. Lot of, like I was gonna say, he's done a lot of like stoic, yeah, dry, and yeah. Then, but when when yeah, you see him outside have, like, of that, like uh, the nice guys, yeah, where yeah, he's he's basically nice doing yeah. fucking Abbott yeah. and Costello, and he's so yes, fucking yes. dumb. He's he's got really good comedic. He he, he really sure. does, and I want to see him yeah. in tons and tons of more shit like i've i've always been yeah absolutely i've always been a few huge fan of his uh just because i think he's like mm-hmm. a good actor and like his sensibilities yeah. seem really strong and he seems very level-headed like he has yes. this interview yeah. about because he, he was originally cast as the dad in the lovely bones and uh he uh. he was apparently let go because he and he and peter jackson had kind of like a disagreement on where to take the character um, and I, I forgot exactly what Peter Jackson's excuse was, uh, but it sounded like a little more PC and like the Hollywood sort of like explanation, mm. whereas Gosling's was sure. just, yeah, my interpretation of the character was that he should be like fat and overweight. So I got fat mm. and overweight. Um, <laughs> and then I showed up to set and Peter Jackson was like, and like no. no. <laughs> and then I got fired. So I was unemployed and fat. It was a really sad time and, of my oh, life. <laughs> and, oh, uh, poor guy. Like another thing too is like with Drive. Apparently, the the reason why he took that movie was specifically because he's always wanted to play a character people would dress up as for Halloween, and he figured that this character Mission would be iconic enough with his jacket to that people would do that. And also, like his 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 is like in touch with like the meme culture and stuff like that. Like the whole Ryan Gosling refuses to eat a cereal meme. I guess whoever created that meme passed away. And when Gosling heard about that, he mm. recorded a video of him eating cereal for the guy. And it's like that's that's Aww, that's, that's super sweet. sweet. Like that's something yeah. he doesn't need to do. But it's like it's no. it's such a fucking like to acknowledge a shit post, a like the the shittiest yeah. of shit posts. Because yes. the guy who created yeah. it like passed away. It's like that's 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 nice. It's like he always seems like he has a good yeah. head on his shoulders, and I'm I'm happy to see him outside of a uh, 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 stoic badass who who barely says yes. anything. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And a lot a lot of people might 
say that like oh the ken role is such a like but no it's a it's actually a really in-depth role and yep. it you know it goes into a lot of stuff about a lot of stuff sorry i don't want to keep it as spoiler free as possible but you know it's it's you know yeah he's a he's a simple character but he's not <laughs> like mm-hmm. um and then um yeah so then oppenheimer um obviously uh i have a lot of extra context uh with this movie because when i was younger i was I don't I don't even know how to describe it, but like I was kind of obsessed with like reading accounts of like things that happened in World War II. Um, so I read a lot from like all different sources. Uh, and one of the things that really stuck with me was I was I read a lot about the Manhattan Project and I read a lot about like firsthand accounts of the bombs being dropped. Um, and so, like, because of that, like, just, like, that, you know, I had this pre-existing kind of, like, I've done a bunch of, I've done research papers on, like, this kind of stuff. Like, hi- like history research papers. Um, it was really cool to get, like, kind of a, a, a f- it is a fictionalized account, clearly. Um, but I, and I like Nolan, so I like, I like the way he films things not all of his movies have been hits for me i didn't particularly care for tenet or interstellar but you know i do think that he's visually you know he he's very he's very good visually and he's also very artistic with like you know mm-hmm. the movies he chooses to make and and how he chooses to make them and he clearly cares about the tech yeah. and like how, what the his, movie looks like and his stuff like insistence that. on using practical effects too is is also something that yes. appeals to me like uh, apparently yes. a yeah. lot of the effects that like like the nuclear stuff was apparently done practically and i'm like how the fuck yes. did you do it, how the fuck do you do it practically yeah. yes i was i was watching those maps scenes had to be very... updated <laughs> god, god damn it i was watching those scenes very carefully definitely because i was trying to tell like what they did practical and what they embellished because i'm sure they had to embellish some stuff with oh, CGI for sure. because you can't you can't set off a nuke <laughs> like sorry chris <laughs> not happening <laughs> um but then uh um the what was the what was the thing i was gonna say sorry about that um well okay so yeah i thought i thought it was i thought it was mostly very well done i thought um it was interesting what the movie decided to focus on um because it wasn't all that oh the thing i wanted to say was that um i had i had a little surprise in the theater because like even though i knew that this 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 lab had a like had stuff to do with the manhattan project i didn't actually realize that they would reference it in the movie um he goes to fermilab which is the which is like 20 minutes from my house where I grew up as a kid. Oh, there you go. yeah. Yeah. So literally like, like there's a shot where like they're walking across this like football field and they're talking about like, like where they are outside of Chicago. And I was just like, wait, what? And then like, literally they, like they, they go meet Fermi. And I was like, are you fucking shitting me? Like they're actually like, there's a scene, there's a singular scene that's Fermi lab. And I was like, fucking nuts <laughs> like what the fuck 
Um, so yeah, that was great. I think I have one spicy take about the movie, mm. um, which I, I, I actually haven't even talked to Lee about this. Let's hear it. So, and you're, I think you're going to know the scene I'm talking about immediately because it is like the scene okay. that a lot of people have talked about. Um, so the scene, do, how do I, how do I describe it as spoiler free as possible? It's right after the bomb goes off. Is when it, he's, is it, he's the, making is the it announcement. The, yeah. Is it the scene with the good use of sound or lack thereof? Correct. Yes. yes. So my spicy take is that I, I thought it was going to, the scene would be entirely represented by sound or lack thereof which I thought was fucking brilliant. And then the scene continued in a way <laughs> that to me became really garish and like borderline disrespectful because I was just sitting there kind of like, I didn't, I didn't need to see representations of like, or like, like metaphorical representations of the injuries inflicted by the bombs. Right. Because the story that you tell just with the audio was so like, it was like a horror movie, right? Yeah. Where it's like, it's like, you don't want, you don't need to see the killer or the gore. You can just, you can, you can tell, you can provide a lot more horror with like not showing something directly than you can by just showing it directly. And I was like, man, this would have been so good if it had just just cut just cut like most of it, basically. I, I definitely I definitely see where you're coming from. And mm -hmm. I do agree that I think doing just the audio approach would have probably been cooler. Mm -hmm. Um I also just gotta admire the restraint of this is a movie about Oppenheimer and they knew it would be really distasteful to like yeah. show the bomb dropping on the city yes so yes. like the restraint shown there is fucking great yeah yes absolutely and it should have just maybe gone a little bit further of like yeah maybe just veer away from the visual representations entirely yes yes exactly exactly because it's like it's like i've you know i've read the firsthand accounts of like a doctor trying to like make his way through the city and help victims and like the horrifying things he saw in the mm -hmm. like direct aftermath and like you you can't like don't diminish that like you can't yeah. just make that a like like a one singular note in this movie like it it needs to either be like that's the thing or just like and again like i thought like when that scene started i was in tears because i was just like mm -hmm. this is it's it was genuinely beautiful i was like this is one of the most like horrifying and honest depictions of this this feeling and this it, like action like this impact that guilt yeah. yeah and i was just like that wow and then it just kept going i was like <laughs> like and when he steps on the body i was like yeah i was like okay i'm done like i, I was like tears tears immediately evaporated and i was just like no, yeah, guys, like that's I, just I feel that's, you. that's too much. Yeah. Yeah, that that said, my 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 brief thoughts on Oppenheimer. I'm not the biggest Nolan fan either. Mm. But um Oppenheimer is definitely in like my top three works of his. I'd say Yeah, I think so. I think it's you know, Dark Knight's fucking great. 
Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I adore the Prestige. Oh my god, the Prestige I is so good. I fucking love yeah. the Prestige. I, um, so Oppenheimer's I probably like my third favorite yeah. of his movies. I, th- I think it might compete for me with, with those two and Inception. I know, I know Inception maybe gets kind of a bad rap nowadays, but I think I like as it. like, yeah, as an event movie, it's, it's really, because it, it's a heist movie, basically. Yeah, Tom it's Hardy got, with a grenade launcher. Yeah, okay. with like, with like a bunch of like weird philosophical stuff on top of it. And he really, he, he tried again with Tenet to kind of hit that same vibe. Didn't get there, really. Mm-hmm. But like. Inception is, is damn, yeah. most likely my favorite Nolan film. And uh yeah. I think to this day is the most I've ever seen a movie in theaters, which is nine times. Damn. Oh, James. Damn. Holy shit. That's to awesome. be fair, though, I like was this when you I was working the at a movie theater. Okay. So I got to see it for free. Like I did pay for like, uh-huh. like, I think my first three viewings of it because I wanted to see it in IMAX and, you know, all that fun stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, too, like. It was in the middle of summer. I had no air conditioning. Might as well go into work early or after work and watch Inception and show other people Inception. Mm-hmm. But still, like, I fucking loved that movie. The only other movies that I've seen in theaters, like, a, a, a substantial amount was I saw The Dark Knight six times in theaters and Escape from L.A. Okay. when I was, like, seven or eight years old, five times in theaters. Yeah, yeah my record's four. I was gonna say, yeah, I think my I think my record actually might be the Dark Knight with I think four or five, because yeah, I I watched my, that. I watched, uh, yeah, it's I, mine's when, mine's four for the Greatest Showman. Hey, yeah, yeah like yeah, I, I even went that. to uh, it was like six months after the Dark Knight came out, where it was right before uh-huh. the Academy Award nominations were announced or whatever, and and Warner Ooh, Brothers yeah, decided yeah, yeah. to re-release it in IMAX. Yes. Yes. And I, yeah, I, I, I went to see it. I think I, I think yeah, I saw it because I was too, like, then. I want to see this in IMAX a second time because this game mm-hmm. or this this game this movie is was it it's I fucking love it. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's I I really do want to see Oppenheimer. I'm just waiting for it to be like like on yeah. DVD because like I I <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I love the theater experience, but no. still yeah. the COVID no. shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nolan is definitely he's he's set something up where because I think Tenet got a little screwed over by their uh, release of streaming cycle. Oh no, no, no! It like wasn't that. even that Tenet got screwed over. Tenet was like exempt from the whole streaming stuff. Although it did it did yeah. flop terribly in theaters. I, I was gonna say I remember he I remember him being mad specifically about how he Tenet, he was mad like, at and, at and Warner Brothers Future he, like, Slate post Tenet. Yes, and that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that's why he like was adamant that like it does not go. To yeah. That's until that's also why uh, uh, Oppenheimer is the first Nolan film in maybe maybe since he was an independent filmmaker that has not been done by Warner mm-hmm. Brothers. This is a Universal joint. Like he 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 abandoned ship mm-hmm. at Warner Brothers oh, because oh, of shit. the whole okay. Good for him. Uh, uh, direct to streaming, direct to HBO Max yeah. day and date thing. Uh, excuse me, Jam. Direct to Max, you mean? No. No. I don't give a shit what the fuck they call it. It's still fucking HBO Max. It's yeah. a, it call it Max. To, I had to fucking log name. into. No, it's so dumb. Also, because I have a friend named Max, 
So occasionally I'll get emails in my inbox that are like, this is from Max. And it like the subject line is a very like casual, like, oh, hey. And I'm like, my friend Max, he's emailing me. That's so nice. And then I look and I'm like, it's a fucking ad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> go, go fucking. Yeah, it's, 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 I can only imagine. I mean, I, I've sent you the, 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 yeah. the bullshit Netflix has sent me. Yes. Of just like yes. the which super is, clingy. Which me. Like it, it's yeah. like we're an ex who's like trying to get back together, yeah. sort of shit. Ge- genuinely, though, it shocks me because I don't, I don't get I, that. I, I don't. Get I, those I've set emails. it up so those maybe just get because deleted of, at this maybe, point. Because I'm like, yeah. this is creepy. Maybe because of the maybe because of the reason I put, which was an honest reason, which was that my husband has a Netflix account. Womp, womp. So why would we, why would we be paying for? Two yeah. Of for, 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 for the record. Uh, and, and so the viewers or listeners can, can know, uh, basically I canceled my Netflix subscription in like, I think February, uh, because it's too fucking expensive and I barely fucking use it. And every few weeks I just get a bunch of spam emails from Netflix and the, the, the subject is always this really creepy, stupid, clingy shit. Like, a uh, uh, sweat emoji, James, give us another chance. We've got thousands of new TV shows and movies. And and, and the other one is, uh, James, spend on experiences, not things. Make time for rest, relaxation, and some Netflix. Wink emoji. And it's like, Netflix is a thing notice Shut me saver and they're like oh God, oh you, you you know it's only seven bucks a month it's like that's seven bucks a month with for an ad tier i'm not spending money mm-hmm. to watch fucking advertisements if i'm spending money yeah. on your fucking service i don't want to see a yeah. fucking commercial yeah i can't that's so stupid i used to get i used to pay seven dollars a month for unlimited streaming and same DVDs and a dvd same. A week. yeah it's it's like go it, and now it's like Netflix. fucking like oh we want 20 bucks a month and and also yeah. you can't share your account anymore now yeah now it's just glorified fucking uh cable and it's fucking anyway um Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Oppenheimer, yeah, go go yes. watch Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're both good. It was it it was really fun to see that as like a cultural phenomenon thing where they kind of both happened to release on the same day. Mm-hmm. Go watch them. Um, it, it was very reminiscent of the Doom and Animal Crossing release. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, where everybody was just kind of like on board, and we had we had voice actors fucking playing playing into it by like voicing their characters, asking for tickets to one movie or the other. Yeah, it was, it was it's, it's a very wholesome meme. Yeah. That was neat. Uh, but anyway, Lee, what's your yeah? Next I'll throw uh, so I'll I'll throw in one that we've obviously got to talk about, oh. um, because it is it is a return to a a much beloved world. The the staple of of fantasy, with the exception of Middle Earth, mm-hmm. the world of Faerun, mm-hmm. from Waterdeep to Baldur's Gate. Obviously, I'm talking about D and D Honor Among Thieves. <laughs> you, you asshole! Because <laughs> oh boy, I did... knew you were gonna. Hey, actually, that's one I've seen too. Did I fucking love that movie? Oh, dude, dude! Holy that... shit! Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad we should, we should do a watch party on it because I think, uh, I think James would dig it. Uh, it was so good. I watched it myself, and then immediately the next day watched it with Krista, and I will Aww. gladly watch it again. Hell yeah! This Hell yeah. this movie is like the the best way to like 
correctly adapt a tabletop session to the big screen like if you oh my god yes if you are a tabletop rpg player you will notice all of the little like things that Mm -hmm. the team are doing intentionally to make you feel like that is totally something that would happen at my table Mm -hmm. like you know uh cats cats brought up uh the example of like oh you know we're in a situation that is like super super niche and like how are we going to get out of this and it's like oh i've got this magic item that i just forgot about yeah yeah when did you get that shrug i don't fucking know yeah yeah which literally happened at my curse of strahd table like (laughs) like a couple weeks before we watched the movie because we were like we were dealing with something and then our 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 ranger just went oh i have a wand of magic missile and we were like yeah. you do like, <laughs> i have a potion of featherfall okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's, and then, it's so it's so perfect <laughs> if there's so many little things in it for 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 tabletop players like you know a mm-hmm. dude shows up you know to keep a vague dude shows up who's like the ultimate badass he's great at everything and he only hangs mm-hmm. around for like 10 minutes and then leaves <laughs> and you're like oh that's the dm's like shameless self-insert Yep, yep, That's yep. totally just yep. the DM flexing for a session. Yes, yes. Where they're like, where they're like, I need you guys to go here, so you're following this NPC. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna advance the plot for a bit. <laughs> yeah, it it was absolutely just a blast. It was so much fun. Honor Among Thieves mm-hmm. is fantastic. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, back back to me then. Um I have two I have uh two more movies I wanted to talk about and I'll put them together because uh, I think I can talk about them very quickly. Hell yeah. Um, the first, one of them was absolutely fucking brilliant and I have I have but one spicy take on it because where would I be without my spicy takes? And then Wiggle. one of them was fucking awful and weird and I don't know what <laughs> I watched. So um, the first one uh, I saw Across the Spider-Verse um, saw that as well loved yeah it. okay cool we can talk about it together I, I fucking loved it i thought it was absolutely brilliant and i think it should have been a tv series oh and and here's here's why it Whoa. had it had virtually the same like plot progression as arcane and I didn't feel like Arcane left me hanging at the end, but I felt like Spider-Verse did. Okay. And that's why. I'm like, like yeah, I've I've, I've heard a lot of complaints about how Spider-Verse 2 ends. Yeah, so for those of you who... It ends rough. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, this is Spider-Verse 2 Part 1. Yeah. (laughs) So it's... The the entire thing... Yes, it has, like, an overarching thing that, that does have, like, a conclusion to it, but it's mostly, this is mostly act one and act two to set up for a big bombastic act three that's going to be its own fucking film. And for me, I was sitting there, I'm like, this is, it's very, like, again, the arcane parallel is there. Like, it's very similar where arcane, you know, had a had a big act one setup. Act two, two was all, like, building to this, you know, climactic fight. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, you get some closure on certain plot threads, but ultimately, like, the Caitlyn Jinx stuff is kind of left for next season. And you're like, that's the big thing that everybody's waiting for. But it didn't feel like it was like, oh, this is going to be dangling over my head for the next six years until they finish it, right? Like, it felt like 
there was so much going on and so much that happened that it still concluded in a way that was like, damn, that was a good, you know, five hours of TV or whatever. I also think that, you know, there were certain scenes that could have used a little more breathing room. I thought there was a lot of, like, stuff where it was kind of clear that they were, like, rushing to get somewhere with it. And I was just like, man, if, like, with a little bit of tweaking on the pacing, because you don't really need that much, like, maybe a couple extra minutes here and there, you could have a really solid just, like, you know, six 30-minute episodes. And that's, that's your... That's your that's your Spider-Verse 2. That's your across yeah. the Spider-Verse. No, I like where you're going with that. I'm yeah. it's a spicy take, but you know what? I'll take <laughs> yeah. 3. I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. See, that's that's the thing. Everyone I've pitched this to has been like you're insane, but you're also you're right. <laughs> I'm like yeah. I'm like cool, thank you. Like you're I, insane, I, but keep cooking. Yeah, I I completely understand why they did it this way cuz they needed the money and like they clearly s- they needed the money of a box office, right, to justify all this stuff. But, like, and they spent it well because the movie is fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. There are there are some animation techniques that they use that were fucking mind-blowing. Like, the fucking, the vulture fight, the fucking um, uh, Hobie. Like, oh my god. I was sitting there just, like, marveling at what they were I doing. see what you did there. What? You're marveling at a Marvel movie. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, they have Marvel movies, so they could probably afford to put this as, like, a limited run series. But, like, but like also, Marvel money is not, fuck you, well, we're League of Legends yeah, money. Well, also, also <laughs> so. I mean, it's not even Marvel money, it's Sony money. Because this is oh, the Sony, okay. Sony Marvel stuff. Yeah, all right. You know what? You're right. Then, even more so, I understand. But, but still, I think... I think it was just a slight misstep, I, and I would have preferred a different. I would have. I think it's just in the wrong media. Listen, but I still. I it. don't <laughs> understand because they could have taken the money that they spent on Morbius mm. and used it for this. That's true. Because That's Sony true. Pictures is notorious for terrible fucking decisions, like spending. Yeah. A, like again, I haven't seen the movie. So I can't comment on its quality, but I'm just bringing this up in his example, getting this out there, like spending $150 million on a Ghostbusters reboot that you can't release in China because your movie involves ghosts. (laughs) Why would you need to spend $150 million on a Ghostbusters movie? I don't fucking know, but Sony's like, let's burn money. Okay, yeah. here's here's my response. I think Morbius should have been a ten episode. Fuck series. you! We're ending <laughs> we're ending go. this cast right now. Yeah, I think we need to really flesh out the Morbius yes. universe. Yes, Fucking yes, we do. God I'm, damn it, I'm, we I'm do. gonna burn your house down. One, <laughs> I want an entire episode dedicated to all the animals that drink blood. Yes, <laughs> yes. or lack thereof. Yeah, yeah. I mean, true, true. So um, one episode because so the, it's just bats, right? Yeah, yes, exactly. One episode dedicated to bats. Um, anyway, the other movie I watched, um, which I only watched because it came to streaming, I was not going to pay for this, was The Flash. Oh. I, I heard that's a... Yeah. A, I heard I heard all oh. sorts of juicy shit about that it, movie. Oh, yeah. Lord. It was really fucking weird because there... I think it was supposed to be funny, 
Like, I think they were going for comedy for a lot oh, of it. Oh, no. Because there's, there's like, a whole scene. Okay, the, not very mild spoiler, because it's, like, the first, one of the first scenes of the movie. There's a, yeah, no, it's, it is the first scene of the movie. There's a scene where, like, the Flash gets called to deal with a problem, and the problem is, like, a building collapsing in the city, and specifically it's a hospital, and there's, like, an, like a maternity ward unit that, like, the, the glass breaks and all the babies fall out of the maternity ward and he has to, like, run up the side of the building and rescue uh, them in fast time. What? And it is... I'm, like... It is the weirdest, most unsettling sequence I've ever seen. And I'm, like, I think... I think they're trying to do the, like... The, you know, in, in Justice League, when he does the, like, weird hot dog shit, I think they're trying to just do that again, but, like, on a bigger scale because it's his movie. And I was just like, this sucks. I kind of, like, don't want to keep watching because I'm just, like, really fucking disturbed by, like, throwing a baby into a microwave to rescue it from fire and, like... I don't know. It's like love really weird baby. shit. Uh. It's really weird shit. Where I'm just like, this is, this is, listen, this is, this would be a funny thing if someone said it in a Discord. It's an entirely different beast to know that a fucking, like, you know, the fucking Warner Brothers spent billions of dollars to get a fu a literal criminal to do these things on screen. Literal criminal. Yeah. And I'm um, sorry. You know what? I'm sorry. The Fuck the spoilers, because I need to know yeah. if there's truth to this. Yeah, yeah. Nicholas Cage, Superman? Yes. Fucking A. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. That's the... all I need to know. Yeah, so, all right, but, okay, so, yeah, no, you know what? Fuck it, I'll spoil oh, it, because oh, it, it doesn't fucking matter. Basically, the gist of the movie is that it's, they start with Flashpoint Paradox, which uh, is... Right is great because i like i that's like the one flash story i know it's probably the one flash story that like everybody knows because it's the best one like and basically for those of you who don't know what it is it's flash tries to go back and like he he discovers he can through the speed force go back in time and he decides oh my god i could save my mom who was murdered when i was a kid and he goes back and he saves his mom and that has like enormous fucking repercussions across the universe because he basically creates an alternate branch of the multiverse. And mm -hmm. in the in the I've only seen the Flashpoint Paradox like uh, animated show versions. So I think but I think it's pretty close to the comic because like the two versions that I've seen are pretty close together. Um, basically, like it's like stuff where like Wonder Woman and Aquaman are both like the leaders of their respective groups, like the Amazons and the the uh, Atlanteans, and they're at war. And uh, super uh, Superman is like a lab experiment. Like he just he gets like found by the government as soon as he lands and just like locked in a cage for his entire life. Uh, so he does he like doesn't even exist in the universe. And then Batman actually is like one of the more interesting yeah. ones because um his in in this alternate timeline Bruce is the one that gets killed in the robbery so his dad becomes Batman so Thomas Wayne becomes Batman and Martha Wayne becomes the Joker and it's like that's the coolest yeah. fucking thing um so yeah like it's it's pretty wild and weird but so that's their jumping off point and they don't do any of the cool shit that they did in the comics or the, the animated shows because they can't, because there's no setup for like any of these things to happen with any 
sort of resonance not, with an audience. Not only that, but also just the but, state of the DCU and with Ben Affleck being yeah, like, yeah. I don't want to be Batman anymore. And this is my final yes. Batman. Well, he is Batman in this for, for a little, little bit. bit so, yeah. But it's like they can't necessarily be like, here's Thomas Wayne as like, you know, uh, uh, Ben Affleck's yeah, dad. They're not gonna... Because Ben Affleck's not coming yes. back. And it's it's a yes, whole fucking exactly. mess. Well, well, okay. So, but then, but then what they do decide to do, which I thought actually was a kind of interesting decision if they had executed it better, was they kind of decide to make it an alternate universe within sort of like the different incarnations of yeah. movies. So your Batman is now Michael Keaton. Um, and they basically do sort of a, like, he's older now, so he's kind of, it's, they almost do like a Batman, uh, shit, what is it called with Terry McGinnis? Batman, Batman, Batman not uh, Batman Beyond. Beyond. No, Beyond, yeah. It is Beyond, okay. Yeah. Um, so they kind of do a little bit of that, and then it's, it's all about, like, Flash trying to get back to his own universe or undo it, and they find, basically, like, they just, they decide instead of, uh, Superman being on Earth and being, like, you know, raised on earth it's um kara is the one who lands so supergirl right. is the one who landed here and like you know she she was supposed to protect clark but like he got captured by uh zod and experimented on and killed before she wakes, wakes back up and then it all basically like a bunch of bullshit happens which like kind of at some moments works like there's there's moments there's moments with his mom where he's, like, trying to, like, kind of justify undoing, saving her and stuff like that, that I'm like, yeah, it's kind of cool. Like, that that kind of works. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, then it all culminates in this big CGI fight at the end where Zod and his cronies land again and they're God. fighting the government because, I don't know, why not? Except this time they're fighting them in, like, it. I literally joked to Will that it looked like um a block mesh level like a block mesh test level in a video game james knows what i'm I talking do. about <laughs> it literally just is like a flat plane of like desert with a skybox <laughs> because because god and forbid well we we can't we can't have innocent it. civilians dying yeah exactly we can't have innocent civilians dying and also we can't make an interesting set piece so oh, it's just cowards. gonna be nothing give me um, professor zoom you cowards Oh my god. It was me, Barry. I oh. jacked you off at super speed. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. They like did, like they couldn't do that because they have no context for like but they they introduce like a bad guy <laughs> who like stop. I haven't seen the movie, but I, I read the plot synopsis, so I know what you're going at. Yeah, you so you know what you know yeah. what happens. Yeah. Will Will immediately guessed it. Will was like, Oh, that's him from the future. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, it probably is him from the future. And it's like it's like the alternate timeline him who is the bad yeah, guy. Blah, it's blah, it's blah. dumb. Yeah. I was well actually because Will Will guessed it and then I was like, Oh no, wait, what if it's Aubert Thawn, because that would be really fucking cool if it was a if they're setting yeah. up if they're setting up Reverse Flash. And no, they're not fucking. Set. I was like, I was trying to be like, oh, cool comic book moment. And they're like, yeah. No. <laughs> well, also, you don't get cool comic with, book movement. Jumping well, ahead a bit, I, I read about this recently. That ending scene was reshot three different times over the course of a oh, year Lord. because of the state of the DCU. Oh Lord. If Great. if we want to get into okay, the spoilers well, of well, that later, I, I can I can discuss yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, we will, we will. Yeah, because I real I just real quick, the last thing I wanted to mention before we get to that spoiler is that um it 
like like basically like the fight culminates in them going back into like the the big multiverse oh yeah the, the most offensive kind of, like, part of the movie you know running in yeah and then and then it's literally a bunch of multiverses colliding and you see glimpses into those multiverses of like and it's it's supposed to be like oh this is so cool it's all of these different incarnations of like you know the, the various ways that these characters have been brought to the big screen before but it's incredibly fucking garish because they literally just have cgi like bring back like dead actors you know dead actors some of whom yeah. did not never wanted to be part of this some system. of whom did not yeah yeah did not consent to this yeah. stuff the word they like like it's like it's like um uh Chris, Chris, Reeves? Bo bo christopher both Reeves. george reeve and christopher both? reeve yeah they were and christopher reeve was like especially like Try, like in his lifetime was like distancing himself from the superman role because like his his own work was more important and that's what he wanted and then it's just like and then they literally just like take his face and like it's so disrespectful and gross yeah it's just really really fucked up and like they did adam west too and like they did Nick Cage based off that that film. Yeah, they did Cage movie. That one's fine. That's yes. fine. Yeah, the Nick the Nick Cage one Especially was. Especially if he fought a giant he did. spider. He did fight a giant spider. Which yes, was, which was very yes. It was it was perfect. That was that was the one part that was like okay. That's Look, that's if good, if the but... actor is alive and willing to reprise their role for a cameo. I'm okay. I don't think Stop. he reprised his Well, I mean, role. Nick Cage would have had to like I've... sign off on license and everything like that. Yes. In he, that yes, instance, exactly. that's fine because that movie was it. never made. Yeah. But dead actors, yes. stop fucking resurrecting no. dead actors with CG. It's yeah, fucking exactly. disgusting. Exactly. Literally, literally just get a look alike. Like it's not it's not hard at no. all. And I'm sitting there I'm like, uh, you know, I I I I remember seeing the whole like Mandalorian when they brought Luke Skywalker in and it was like awkwardly mark hamill's face cgi onto a guy and it's like first of all the guy they had that they cgi his face into looked like luke like you could just have him there and we'd be like it's yeah. luke we get it also sebastian stan is right there yeah, <laughs> like, yeah there like, like, <laughs> like he's probably on the next lot over filming some marvel shit just literally bring him over for five minutes and be like hey you're luke skywalker yeah. now like <laughs> Like it's like come on, but but yeah. Anyway, then the the end of the movie is that Flash gets back to his own universe, whatever the fuck. Um, he's like you know d d doing there. He he basically the only thing he did was he corrected it so that like the the film or like the the convenience store shows his dad's face so that his dad can get exonerated for uh his wife's murder. Um, but apparently that was enough to create an alternate time. So now instead of uh, uh, Ben Affleck being Bruce Wayne, it's George Clooney. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, uh, when I heard of, I when I heard die. about that, I was like, that's actually kind of cute, George Clooney coming back. It is cute. But then I then I cute. read about it and I found out that this scene, this this ending bit, was completely rewritten and reshot multiple times. And that one was like, mm -hmm. okay, fuck off. So, yeah. According to to Wikipedia and and notes that have come out about the film, uh, the original ending <clears throat> was going to feature Keaton's Batman, and 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 Supergirl continuing to exist in the new timeline, but Cavill and Affleck's roles of Superman and Batman have been erased. 
uh, because I guess, you know, Affleck, oh. you know, of course, wanted out as Batman. I don't know why yes. Cavill, but sure, fine, whatever. Because because Gunn didn't. Yeah. Want well, no, th- no. This this reason. is be- this is before Gunn. This is oh, this really? is before Gunn. Um, yeah. And then okay, following the merger between Warner Brothers and Discovery, the new executives decided we need a different ending, and they wanted a, a, a they oh. wanted Cavill and Gal Gadot in the ending to set up mm. Man of Steel two. And Wonder Woman 3. And they shot this new ending. So this is two endings shot. And then in November, when James Gunn and, and, and Peter Safran became the, like, the new DC heads. And, and they have now control over DC. And they decided yeah. we're going to reboot the DC and we want a new Superman. Uh, we need yeah. to rework this ending a third time. Hey, George Clooney, are you free? And this ending was shot in January of this year. So, what, six months before the movie comes out? So what what was, what could have been, like, like when I first read it, it's like, oh, that's actually kind of cute and kind of clever, with especially with the whole multiverse thing, and George Clooney famously constantly apologizing for Batman and Robin, and yes, and everything like that, yes. and him reprising the role—that's yeah. kind of cute. Uh, but to find out that this say, is a super late, last-minute third fucking revision, I'm just like, fuck off, yeah. Warner Brothers. Yeah, and yeah, also like the the so the main the main thrust of the movie is that like there are two Barry Allens now. There's one from this universe yeah. and one from you know the the one who traveled here. And, and they're both the, criminals. Yes, and the one who, and one of them is Irish. The one who traveled. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. The one who traveled here loses his powers to the other one, and like they they have to try to figure. They're basically, like it's them trying to figure out how to get his powers back so we can go home, and then and then it turns and then it's like, oh, we gotta save, we gotta save this timeline because everybody's gonna die, like whatever. Um, and yeah, the one time that I laughed in this movie that had a lot of moments that made me think they wanted me to laugh, um, was in the final fight when. I think Barry punched somebody in the heart by like vibrating his fist through their chest. And it was the funniest shit I'd seen. What the fuck? It was like and it was not done it was not done graphically, but that's what it looked like. Like it was a very quick shot and I was like did and I just like laughed out loud. I was like, did he just punch that man in the heart? Barry and just Will, killed a man. <laughs> Will was like, wait, what? And we backed up and I was like, pretty sure he vibrated his molecules through that guy's chest to punch him in the heart. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty great. So, Jesus. yeah. Like, the state of cinema. Four, three out of ten, something like that. Don't see it. Don't see Flash. Yeah, I I, uh, I, I heard it. It's pretty rough. How does it come? Which is worse, this or Black Adam? Oh, Black Adam okay. was worse. zero hesitation yeah no black adam was worse because that's the thing it's like black adam also like it was like the rock not understanding how to utilize himself (laughs) where it's like hey man you're super charismatic maybe don't play a super stoic like morally yeah almost not i haven't i haven't i haven't seen either movie but if if i were to be forced at gunpoint to choose one i probably would choose to watch black adam Mm. And and 
this is the because the rock isn't a literal criminal. no purely for because Pierce because the rock isn't a literal oh, criminal oh, actually actually yes pierce broad pierce Bros. My, michael keaton sure. back as batman is a strong him. draw yeah it was strong and, for me too but he's he's not but, super noteworthy my, my my thing is the fact that and they also do they also do the thing where they're like oh say the line sure. batman i i yeah where it's like you want to get nuts let's get nuts and he says it in such a deadpan way where i'm like i feel like i feel like somebody's off screen holding him at yeah. gunpoint to say this but line i'm just like it's, Man, it's, i'm sorry it's, it's because ezra's a literal fucking criminal and 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 just mm-hmm. i'm kind of sick of their behavior uh and i'm sick yeah, of the justification yeah. of it and also mm. just resurrecting dead actors via cg get fucked yes. i'm tired of this yeah, get fucked. I, yes. I, I don't yeah. care if the family signs mm-hmm. off on it i don't want to see cgi no. peter cushing he's been dead for 20 no. 30 years no. let oh him God. let yeah. like stop this just, fucking just, shit just hire a new person yeah. to play the it's, role it's the same thing as you like hire somebody who looks like him yeah. and maybe give somebody it's else it's, a it's the same thing as like cool that that fucking coachella concert from a few years ago where they fucking had hologram tupac fuck off oh, let them be dead God. stop yeah. this is disgusting well that was yeah. different because tupac's not dead oh yeah i mean yeah, yeah he's, he, hi- he's hiding he was, in Bill Clinton's he, was asshole. he was live bro- he was actually live broadcasting from somewhere else it's just they had yeah. to make it yeah. look like yeah, a hologram because yeah. you know yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's 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 uh, uh, uh just my it it's just furthers my 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 sentiment of fuck comic book movies. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, Lee. All right. I've are, got. Are you, you going to talk tease me again? Or you... <laughs> I've got a I've got a couple left on here. Okay. Should we should we uh, save it for last? I think we should save no, it for last. No, no, I I have, like an I have okay. one mm-hmm. thing that I remembered that's going to be last. I'm okay. waiting for you two to be done, and I have one thing to be last. Well, well too bad because we're going to talk about the last thing for an hour. So. Well, I know, and we're already we're already at the two hour mark. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm yeah. I'm I'm going to speed run the last of my yes. stuff except for the pivotal one. Um, okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm going to say Me very too. little about this next one because I want my co-goons to watch it. Um, the mm-hmm. Wailing, which was a fantastic oh, yeah. horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, less I say about it, the better. Um, it's one of those just like you know, kind of the less you know going in, the more cool it is is to watch it unfold. Mm-hmm. Um, but fucking stellar, loved it. um i uh i let's see oh yeah so we're not gonna be able to talk about this one for a while but i beat final fantasy 16 um really enjoyed it uh the writers are not cowards i cannot wait to discuss it in more detail uh other than that i've just kind of been shamelessly continuing to play honkai star rail it's still Mm -hmm. great uh my favorite character finally had her banner Polder, wonderful times were had. Kafka, best girl, and um, one of my favorite anime of all time got the uh, got the FMA Brotherhood treatment and uh, got remade to kind of more closely follow the manga source material. So I've been having my fiance Krista have her first exposure to Sailor Moon in the uh, oh. in the form of the newer Sailor Moon Crystal edition, um, which is fucking great. And it's an old school, tried and true formula of monster shows up, girl spends 20 minutes doing a transformation sequence, Mm -hmm. and throws one special move out there to Mm -hmm. kill the monster of the week, (laughs) rinse, 
and repeat. Hell yeah. Hell and yeah. you know what? They didn't bother changing that formula one bit, and God bless them for it. Hell yeah. And then, um, yeah, other than other than the last one I'm going to sit on, that's about it. So, Kat, take okay. it away. Okay. I have, I have three last things I'm going to cover, and I'm going to cover them real quick because uh, some of them will be probably discussions for later. So, um, I, uh, in... To help um, kind of like raise money and awareness for for James's house, uh, I decided to um, introduce some suffering into my world, and I played yes. Balan Wonderworld. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. The less the less said about that right now, the better, because it's definitely going on a list for the end of the year. Oh, so yeah, we're just we're gonna leave it at that. Um, <laughs> then, uh, I also started actually very, very recently, as in yesterday, um, I started my first ever Bloodborne playthrough. Hell yeah. Um, which, which is... we have some interesting thoughts on. Yeah, and I think, I think I'll probably have more to say about it. Like, you know, James and I are, James is planning to help me through more of it. I... I think the game is, uh, or I think the, like, the world and the, like, the aesthetic is very much like my kind of vibe like the narrative all that, all that stuff is like oh this is really cool um and i just don't think i dig the like main gameplay loop that much um and like you know i i, I very much felt this way also about elden ring so i think i'm just i think i'm just really not that into from soft games uh i will play them for my buddy james but like if it were like if it were a like you know Cat, what do you choose to play right now? Mm -hmm. It would not be a FromSoft game. <laughs> and well, yeah, and Bloodborne doesn't have like an enticing four-armed blue witch doll. It true, also true, also true. It weirdly um, enough has another. It has doll. a different doll. But yeah, yeah. D no, not blue, not four arms, not <laughs> the goddess of the moon. So I'm not here for it. Um. But anyway, uh, and the other thing, the last thing I wanted to mention um, was a TTRPG that I ended up trying. Um, yeah, yeah in, in like the middle of all of this. It's called Trophy Dark. Um, mm. And it's more of a more of a kind of narrative uh, sort of focused um, little chunk. We did a one shot. Trophy. And apparently it's, yeah, it's supposed to be very like you are doomed adventurers, kind of like descending you know, descending into madness, quote unquote. It so. looks like the ritual. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's pretty accurate. Yeah, it's 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 got that kind of vibe for sure. Yeah, um, I'm I'm looking at their website. This looks dope. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very very fun. Um, I uh, it did inspire me to. I, I think I'll probably play it again at some point with the same group. Um, but uh, it also inspired me to go back to. Um, I've. I've always wanted to run a um to run a campaign based on uh at the Mountains of Madness. Hell my yeah. favorite my favorite Lovecraft story. And there is one for there is a module for Call of Cthulhu that is beyond the Mountains of Madness and it's it's okay. Um I've read it and it's a it's a decent read but there's a lot of like decisions that happen on like on the page that I would not bring to the table. So it definitely needs like a rewrite from for me to be comfortable running it. Um like for instance there's like the whole beginning is like about like oh the the people who want to go on this expedition like 
they don't trust women to be on an expedition so that if one of your players is a woman there's like an added hurdle and i'm like wow that sucks okay. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not doing that as as a dm or a person like i know i know i know that it's i know that it's like the 30s or whatever but fuck you you know like um so yeah but uh but basically trophy dark has a another kind of like uh game in the same family called Cthulhu Dark um, which is what I'm considering adapting it into so that I can kind of like do the best of both worlds where I sort of use a, a basic framework but also kind of like run it sort of like a uh, like a West Marches style thing where people build a bunch of little characters and then we you know have like one shots where they go out they, they do the next progression of the plot or the next mission or whatever mm -hmm. and then whatever happens to them happens to them and either they some of them come back or they all go nuts or <laughs> whatever and we keep we keep going with the overarching story so no i'm pretty i'm pretty hyped so yeah oh yeah those are those are my last my last three and then well so, as far as the uh as far as the main event yeah you know you got yeah. you got yeah. a rich story driven rpg Yep. Turn-based tactical combat, yep. romance like, options. Like That's you're... right. The hentai card battle game. Yeah, Take me to the dungeon. You, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Take like... me to the dungeon is available on Steam. <laughs> it's fucking great. Oh my god. All right, Baldur's Gate three. Yes, Baldur's Gate three. <laughs> <laughs> so I am right now looking at. So I. Okay. So. My experience with Baldur's Gate is I started early access a really like a while ago, like two or three years ago. Not when it first came out, obviously, but like two or three years ago. So it was like it was basically done, you know, like there was a lot of stuff and they were still adding stuff. Um, but I played through like a full like basically it's all of Act One. And so I played through and like did, explored every single fucking option with a friend of mine. Um, and it was really fun. And then I proceeded to play a couple more instances with, like, another group and, like, my husband and, like, you know, just a solo game. Um, and it was fine. It was it was neat. Um, but then eventually I, like, put it down. I think I got, like, 50 or so hours into it. And now my Steam playtime is looking at a, at a cool 223 hours. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've been... Um... Basically, exclusively playing this game Been in my busy. free time, yeah, and I just fucking love it. I really, I really do. I mean, there's, there's, there's issues with it for sure. I, I've, I've seen the complaints online, but I'm having a blast. Yep, I'm, I'm much more in the shallow end of the pool right now. I've only clocked like ten hours of playtime, but mm -hmm. um, it's fucking great so far. It is for a D and D nerd. It is yeah. The uh, just the sheer amount of work that went into the dialogue trees and the mm. like, the immersive sim amount of like options for solving situations. Yeah. That part alone is staggering. Yes, yes, and like I I will say that like as you, because there there's criticism that like there's criticism that Act Three doesn't feel as polished. And oh, very well. yeah, kind of. But like, honestly, like I am 
I am like 90 hours into my solo campaign, or 90 hours on the save into my solo campaign, probably more like 150 if you include all the times I died <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah. to restart a thing. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, <laughs> yeah, like there's so much like depth and breadth to like everything that I'm just like, yeah, like literally for the first time in the campaign, I ran up into, I ran up upon a quest line where I tried to solve it in like different creative ways. And I was like, I, I can't figure out a way to do this without just triggering combat. Like, is there another way? I wonder, and I ended up looking it up online and yeah, everybody was just like, nope, the only way to finish this quest is just to kill everyone in the building. And I'm like, that kind of sucks. But that's the first time I encountered that in 90 hours of playing so i'm kind of like you know what i'll forgive them a couple of drop balls here and there when like everything else is going so strong and i haven't i haven't gotten to an ending yet so i don't know if maybe they dropped the ball on the ending and that's what people are complaining about but like even act three so far has just been like really fucking solid like everything right. about this game is really fucking solid and it's like a lot of your decisions like most of your decisions matter and pay off what? in weird ways. Yeah. No. Yeah, I know, right? And, like, that's the thing. It's, like, you can... There are things you can decide that have enormous repercussions in the game where, like, you just... You lock yourself out of, like, entire quest lines or stories or, like, you open up a, an entire alternate path. And I'm just like, what the fuck? How did they do all this stuff? And that's why, that's why whenever, like, I see, like, you know, because I see... I see certain games advertising like, oh, like, it's, you know, you're going to be playing for 300 hours, right? Like, that's the whole game. And I'm like, I don't want to play a 300-hour fucking game. But then I hear Baldur's Gate being like, yeah, we recorded, like, 130 hours of cutscenes or whatever. And to me, that doesn't say you're going to be watching 130 hours of cutscenes. It says, that's how many fucking options we have for fucking everything. I'm just like... It's just it's mind blowing. It's yeah, mind blowing the, to me. The amount of replay value that's gonna be here is unreal. Yes. Cause I'm already yes. thinking about like Me like, too. Obviously, like obviously you have to do a dark urge playthrough. Yes. Oh yes, you do. You have yeah. to. But like yeah. I'm already thinking about like, you know, okay, uh, my my run right now uh is Bard Warlock. Mm -hmm. And I'm using a lot of like deception and performance and charisma methods to get through my problems. Mm -hmm. And then like, okay, maybe I want to go back through again and like, you know, play the noble paladin or, mm -hmm. you know, the, the illusionist, you know, just like mm -hmm. something to really mm -hmm. approach these issues from a totally different way. And then yeah. be dark urge and become a giant murder hobo. Yeah. And even then though, you could, you play dark urge and resist be a good dark urge that's like Whoa. very fun yeah um, go for the double down and be uh be a dark urge resisting the allure and being a paladin oath breaker oh yo oh that's that's pretty good that's pretty spicy um yeah so i yeah i'm also like my my first character is like the first character i tend to play in most of these character creator games uh it's my it's one of my like one of my favorite D, &D characters and so I'm playing I'm playing a, a, a cleric who is maybe not as morally upright as a lot of clerics are. He's like a <laughs> former he, I, I got I gave him the criminal background, so it's 
really funny because he'll he's basically like born again almost because <laughs> he'll talk he'll talk a lot of stuff about like oh my god says like you know like oh i'll bless you or like i'll i'll do this thing for you i'll be i'll be like i'll pray for you or like here's what the god of death says about this but then he he gets inspired by all the most heinous shit <laughs> like it'll be like it'll be like murder an innocent civilian my character's inspired <laughs> i'm like god damn it come on <laughs> um but yeah, and then uh, yeah, I'm already playing a Dark Urge playthrough because uh, spoiler alert, I'm probably going for a hundred percent on Steam on this because I've already sunk so many hours in and I just want it. Um, but also, uh, um, it just sounds like a lot of fun. And then I also really want to do an Origin playthrough. I want to play like one of the Origin characters. And I wonder I... which one. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. I haven't decided yet because. Oh, okay. While I do think Astarian is my favorite character, if I play as him, I oh. can't hear the voice acting or see the performance. Like That's a good point. I know, right? And so some people have suggested I play Gale because I don't like Gale. <laughs> Which I know, I know, I know. Don't don't at me, Gale apologists. Shut up. I know he has a complicated story, and like if I actually like pursue it i probably will like him because astarian was also a douchebag at the beginning and you, you you come to like him a lot but like nah fuck gail yeah fuck gail no fuck i'm gail. like i'm yeah it's all it's also just one of those things where like he's his romance is definitely bugged because every fuck you don't even you don't even have to interact with him my gail my Gail has never left the house. <laughs> my characters, my characters in my solo campaign are all level eleven, which is one away from the cap, and Gail is level one because <laughs> I haven't even him. added him to my party to level him yet. I'm just like, no, fuck him. I'm not. He's he stays at home. He stays at home. I don't want to talk to him. Um, uh, twelve is the cap. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. But I've seen. I've seen like interesting fun fun things and i've seen funny things with him so i'm like okay maybe i'll figure it out but yeah i'm like yeah yeah a starian's my guy in this first playthrough so and uh yeah that was just that was hilarious because i am also i'm very much a uh, like as a as a ttr as a as a ttrpg player i'm very much like i will jump into anything and i will do like anything to like if 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 a if the dm dangles a plot thread in front of me it dangles a little plot hook in front of me i'm the first fish on the fucking hook you know like i'm like give me that whatever it is even if it's dangerous i don't care um but uh with baldur's gate because it's a video game you know i'm also like okay i i have to do quests because i want to see how the quests end right i want to see how the quests progress so lee you've gotten at least to the to the uh the tieflings right the the yes. druid camp so yeah <laughs> i go in there and uh you know they're immediately like hey we have a quest for you go get go get house and go help us like you know help us save this stuff and i was like yeah i'll accept the quest and all of my you know the little the, there's a little thing that pops up in the corner that goes so and so approves so and so approves so and so you know disapproves and it's just everybody approves except fucking astarian and i'm just like what do you want me to do all day? <laughs> Just sit around and kill things? <laughs> like, and he says, yeah. And he says, yeah, that sounds great. And I'm like, come on, man. So 
Yeah, but I, I, I fucking grinded because I literally like I did this like complete balancing act where I was trying to like I was trying to be helpful to other NPCs because they deserved help, but I was also he really likes it when you like make fun of people or like <laughs> are mean to people or straight up murder people. So I was doing this like really fine balancing act of like being a complete unrepentant sadist and also doing enough to keep progressing. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it was really fun. And yeah, I'm at like a hundred percent approval with him, and I'm just like, fucking awesome. I love, I love this. I've, yeah, I, I am actually, I am at the point where, I think in my next session, which will be whenever we wrap this podcast, <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna go wrap up his storyline. Hell yeah. Uh, which is going to break my heart because I, I know that there is a decision coming up because they've been, they've been like hinting at it or not really hinting at it they've been saying that like this is what's this is what he wants and like there's a decision coming up and i'm just like i, I know whatever i decide is gonna kill me <laughs> oh good the, the near automata yeah. approach of whatever yeah. decision i make i will be miserable i will be i will be really sad i feel like i'm like beautiful oh, oh man <laughs> So, Yoko Taro approves yeah. of Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, I can't I can't wait till you progress his quest line that far, Lee, because I really want to talk to you about it. Cause I'm just oh, like yeah. and, and also I will say that like because I've I've now progressed enough of the companions plot lines that like I know I know about them and like their backgrounds more. And like everyone in the group, which like makes sense because like they're they're all characters, they're all little fucked up weirdos. Um, they all have some degree of trauma to them that, like, is really well written, frankly, mm -hmm. for everyone. I'm just, like, I'm sitting there, I'm going, like, oh my god, like, even, even the characters that, like, I didn't really like that much, like, I start talking to them more and I'm like, damn, like, I can see why people like you because, like, like I would want to actually pursue this more. Like if we if we had a if we were had a, had a closer relationship, I feel like I might get more information from you. And like like Shadowheart was a good one where like I got to the end of her quest line and I was like, damn girl, like I misjudged you at the beginning. I'm sorry. Lizelle is another one where like I fucking love her. She's she's wonderful. <laughs> she's she's really she's really cool. But yeah, it's. Anyway, it's it's dangerous the amount of time that I want to put into this. Yeah. And also, like, I can talk so much about it and I don't want to because it does feel a little bit like talking about your D&D game. Although not really, because enough other people are also experiencing it that like you can be like, yeah, the, the fucking, you know, people doing this thing or people doing mm -hmm. that thing or, you know, compare notes of like, oh, you'd made this decision here. I, I did this. Like, oh, don't worry. Like, I will keep oh. giving you the play by play. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I, I hope you don't mind me also me responding by being like, I also did that or like, oh, I oh, did no, the other thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love hearing that. Cause, yeah, because I, yeah, I love that shit. And like my, uh, I have, I have a couple of co-op campaigns going as well. Although I'm realizing that like the co-op campaigns are fun to hang out with people, but they're not really great to experience the story, I don't think. Because effectively like, well, at least for me, I kind of end up just being like, I will backseat. Like, I will act effectively as an NPC so that you can experience the story. Mm -hmm. uh, especially if I'm playing with somebody who hasn't played before. Um, like, my, my, one, my one friend, Ashley, like, we started together and I actually had um, 
I had progressed further than she had, so I kind of let her take the wheel in the beginning, but then she outpaced me. And so then, then it became more of like an even split of like both of us just like strategizing and figuring out like what we wanted to do in the story, like what we wanted to happen for this particular playthrough, which was its own level of fun. But yeah, then like I play with another person and I just like act as an NPC because it's like, well, I want that person to experience the story and like the whole thing. But also then I'm just kind of not doing anything. So, but yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's fine. It's all, uh, it's all fun. And I'm, I, I got, and I got, I got so many solo campaigns I'm planning. <laughs> so, yeah. Fucking A. All right. Okay. Sabs, you said you're holding out on us. I was. What because we have to be, we have to talk about no! Corpse Party oh, Book Shadows. No! Because no! we just finished it after three years. No! It's been three years, and we just finished it. Lee, can't you get back here? Yeah, that's what I fucking thought. All right, so, um, yeah, for those of you who have been uh, longtime listeners of the Gooncast, and specifically Saber's work over on his channel, for three years we've been playing Corpse Party Book of Shadows. And, uh... You know what? You know what? Those three years didn't fucking matter. The only thing that mattered was that last session. And I told I I, I told you all about that on our first episode, mattered. like even beforehand. I know you did. I know you did. We didn't believe no, you. None of you did. None of you knew what I oh. knew. And I... Oh, oh wait. Also, also, we gotta give a shout out to the best villain reveal of oh, all yeah. time. Fuck yeah. out of here, Niku, Niku Senpai, who who we found out. Fuck out of here. What was it? Three hours into that session. Betrayed. Found out that, that he has actually never played Book of Shadows and knew it was terrible and intentionally avoided it. Yep, yep. He's never he's never played. The most he's experienced of Book of Shadows was watching us play yeah. it. It's uh twelve parts. Like Niku. Niku, you absolute madman. Hold on, I gotta figure out how long this was. Top ten anime betrayals. Top ten anime Let's betrayals. I think you had you had a great like Game of Thrones clip of someone getting stabbed in the stomach. I like, did the red wedding. The yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. it's 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 the bleach moment where where Eisen takes off his glasses and slicks his hair back, and oh you know, God. now I will stand in heaven. Fucking Niku, uh, the mayor of Corpse mm -hmm. Party, uh, had me, I guess, just me, under the impression. That uh, oh, he was the the well versed that's master what I thought, of yeah. all things. That's what I oh no! Already. Okay, okay, was, good. Yeah, it wasn't just me. Me as, me as well. Me as well. Listen, Lee. Good. I was like, I was like, he's played all of them, and we and, don't judge him for it. And just the reveal now, of oh no, I've never played this one, and I heard it was kind of unnecessary filler bullshit. I just uh, uh, audience, uh, audience, <laughs> audience, audience, <laughs> viewers, listeners at home. Shit. Listeners at home, my Steam, because the way this works is I, I, I play it on my end, and I stream it, and and Kat, Lee, Walter, and others watch me, and, and they we all voice act characters, but this has been, according to Steam, 49 hours over the course of the last three years since, since, since October 2020. Until now, August of, of, of 2021 or 2023. Uh, 
it took us this long. You wish it was 2021. I, I do, because we, we, we look. Wow, we, we started this before I got sober. Oh yeah, no, you, you and I were, were drinking like like wild. Yeah, yeah. All, of, all of us were different people when we started this yeah. game. Holy shit. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yep. No, this is, this is, this is the, during the, the first proper back to ghoul is when we started this. Good, back back in yeah. the early days of the pandemic this is your legacy man. um Warps party yeah. and listen listen yeah. listen we still have so many more corpse party games to go through i just mm-hmm. i just really wanted to just bring this up that it's taken us three years and almost 50 hours to get through this one stupid fucking game and the only thing that has mattered is the last five hours that we played back in august it's the only bit of actual forward momentum of pro- progress, progress yes. of plot. Everything yes. else has yes. either been non-canon alternate universe shit or unnecessary prequel shit for world building. Oh yeah, because I really, I really need the in-depth lore building for corpse. Yes, Party. yes, yeah. you, you yeah. need all these, all these additional, additional characters. Uh, uh, oh yeah. And, oh boy. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. Do. And uh, as as I, as I was mentioning to you guys, just so I have it on 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 video, we we have a we have a a, a Google sheet that keeps track of who voices who, right? Uh, it, because there's a lot of fucking characters to keep the track cosmic of, shit, show, right? Yeah. And and for Corpse Party Book of Shadows, I'm sure we've missed a couple, but our Google sheet has 31 entries, right? Of of for Corpse Party Book of Shadows. No, actually, it's 30 entries because I forgot that the top is the 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 columns right now in prep for when we get to corpse party blood drive i decided to 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 fill this out and and see how many uh uh, characters there are and um there's like 50 something close to so we have like twice almost twice the amount of characters it's gonna be great well, that's fine. We're doing Dead Patient first. The other Corpse Party 2, because they just recently announced a new Corpse Party 2 that is unrelated to Dead Patient and is not supplanting Dead Patient. But there's two different Corpse Party 2s. So there's Corpse Party 2, like the number 2, and then there's Corpse Party Roman numeral 2. Anyway, the... Oh, Corpse Party 358 eat, over eat, two eat, days. Eat shit. It. We're done. <laughs> yeah. This podcast is over. Good God. <laughs> oh, man. Are, are we actually wrapped or should we I, I would I would say I would say sign out and get the fuck out yeah, of Dodge. I don't want to talk right, I don't want right. to talk about Corpse Party got anymore. Baldur's Gate to play cat. I do have Baldur's Gate to play. I thought I thought we were just going to smash cut to to blackness <laughs> as Corpse Party deserves, but sure, I'm I'm cat aka the attack cat on Twitch. I don't stream that much unless it's suffering. So, um I didn't even stream the uh, Bloodborne, which I probably should have, but I guess next time I'll stream Bloodborne. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's and, it. And I'm gonna play Baldur's a- Gate. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, it has been your boy Leal to the Valley Jester. You can catch me over at Twitch.tv/ValleyJester. I'm usually just streaming gotcha bullshit. Um, I'm gonna go yeah. also play some Baldur's Gate. Hell yeah! I'm uh, James, also known as Saber0307. My house burned down. Everybody get fucked. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.